What's happening, weirdos? This week on You Made It Weird, it is the incredible Rami Youssef from his hit show, Rami, which you have to check out. Here is a little, here's a little, here's a little taste. Online culture is, to me, it's like for all of the parody of Christianity or of religion or whatever, we operate from a very Christian standpoint, which is Mm -hmm. like, hey, look what this person tweeted in 2012. They are now no longer ever able to write or eat at any restaurant, right? So so it's like that that to me is like... Like that's those are Not witch only, trials. Those are you, witch trials. That's what that is. You know You're what I doing was going to say? It is. It's hell. It's hell. You send them to hell. You send them to hell. You're doing it. And you sort of love it because if the evil is over there, it's not It's here. not you. Like, yeah. you're doing it. That's Half what I mean, the, the time, thrill when people are like, did you hear about? I'm yeah. like, oh, it, you mean, why don't you just take, it's not us. It's not me. But it's like half the time I'm like, I see the way these conversations go out and it's someone who I know like hates religion. And I just want to be like, you're a Christian. <laughs> like, like, the way, like the way you're acting. Such a great chat, guys. I'm so excited that we finally got to sit down. We only have a few Pete's picks. If you guys want to support the show, one way you can do it is try the Apollo Neuro. This is something that I absolutely, absolutely swear by. It has changed my life for the better. I I have it here. As you can see, I'm in a hotel. I'm on the road. It's hard for me to unwind after shows. An Apollo Neuro is a wearable piece of technology that sends almost sub-perceptual vibrations into your nervous system, help you cope with stress. It's basically like a wearable hug for your nervous system that speaks the language of your nervous system so it can tell you to calm down. After my show last night, I put on a setting called Rebuild and Recover. It just helps your body recover that much faster. It helps you lull it into a more sedated, stressless, beautiful, easy place. I also use that same setting after, uh, say, like a visit with my parents, <laughs> something like that. I put on energy and wake up when I want to work out, sometimes social and open when I'm doing stand-up like I was last night here in Portland, which was a great show. Thanks to everybody that came out. Helps you relax, sleep, focus, and be more productive. It is not woo-woo. I always like to point this out. It is made by a neuroscientist and a board-certified psychiatrist who have been studying the impacts of chronic stress in humans for nearly 15 years. And the settings are energy and wake-up, social and open, clear and focused, which has been proven to help people with symptoms of ADD to dial in. Whenever I'm writing, I got this thing rocking on clear and focus. Rebuild and recover, which we covered Meditation and mindfulness, which gets my meditation, no joke, so deep. The first time I used the Apollo while I was meditating, I was like, is this thing meditating for me? If it only helped with meditation, I would still be shouting its praises from the rooftops, but it also helps with relax and unwind. And last night, as I was sleeping here in the hotel, it can be weird sleeping in a new place, I put on Sleep and Renew, which gently lulls you to sleep. It is incredible. It's such a great way to have nothing going into your system, but something on your system that can speak to your nervous system and help you cope with stress. Apollo's effects on stress, sleep, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real-world studies, and the more you use it, this is the best part, the better it works. So you can get 10% off. Try an Apollo Neuro. It's cha- I met a lot of weirdos. Several of them were wearing Apollos, and they told me that it changed their life as well. 
Give it a try. Show your support of the show. And you can get 10% off by going to apolloneuro.com slash weird. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O dot com slash weird for 10% off and show your support of the show. All right, guys, I do have some more tour dates, too. If you want to come and see me, go to PeteHolmes.com or see me once a month in Los Angeles at Largo. Go to Largo-LA.com for tickets to that. In the meantime, enjoy this wonderful chat with the incredible Rami Youssef, get into it. Yeah. <laughs> Should I take off my shoes? You can. Okay, cool. Um, in fact, I would rec- yeah, totally yeah, yeah, recommend. Yeah, so comfy. It's like a curl up. It's a curl up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so happy to meet you, man. I've been it's watching sick. Rami uh, in prep. Oh, dude. And I'm like, why? Well, because we work in showbiz and we, we, we don't watch on anything. so many great I know, things. I know. But I was like, why did I wait until you were doing the podcast to like binge it? <laughs> Dude. And I like just straight out the gate. It's so fucking good. Thank it's incredible. You, Thank you, man. And as someone who made it like a similar tone yeah. show. Yes. Like this isn't fake. I'm like, Oh my God. Like I've, I'm jealous in the right way. Like, yeah. I, or maybe jealous isn't the right word. I'm like appreciative yeah. of how deliberate it is. How beautiful it is. Thank you, man. Like how it's like interesting frames and the colors. Like you go to a party and everything's blue. Yes, and I'm like, yes. that's a meeting. Yes, yes, that's yes. That's a meeting. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. when, when you're just a fan of, of TV before you work in it, you're just kind of like, oh, they went to a, they had a, I guess they went to a party. And yes, they come yes, and I'm yes, like, yes, yes. No, that was a meeting. That was a DP. Yes. Made a lot of choices. Yes. And your acting is fantastic. Oh, thank you, man. And the writing is fantastic. And we're just straight up loving it. Like, dude, this is sort of, it's not dirty to say it's not my favorite thing to say sometimes i'll watch something guest comes on and then i'll stop yeah, yeah we're yeah, not gonna stop oh, <laughs> like Man, we're we're in lot. we're in that means a lot it's a very specific compliment that means a lot no yeah. it is it's a very like beyond research yes yeah, that's yeah, right yeah, 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 it is yeah, not re- i mean yeah. well that's even my point yeah because i'm embarrassed that it was research because right, a lot right, of people right. were religious were yes, comedians yes or i guess we could say spiritual i don't i don't know we'll yes. get into that yes. <laughs> but we're spiritual when you when you thanked God on your Golden Globes, I was yes. like, "What the fuck is going on? Yes. Why are we, why aren't we like talking?" <laughs> so now we're finally Dude, talking. So cool. It's great. Yeah, man. And 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 the other, one more compliment about the show is when we made Crashing. Like the thing that was so hard to do was like a lot of times when you're shooting and you're riffing a lot. Yeah, you're building it in the edit. Yeah. And when I watch Crashing, I don't think most people are this way, but when I watch it, I'm like. We cut to a across the street wide because that was the only take where one of the characters said that line. Yeah. And Rami has none of that. It, it has this like feeling of like a bonsai tree, like very deliberate, trimmed and constructed. And I envy shows like that big time. We <clears throat> don't riff. Like we, Is that right? we, we do, but like, okay, like we're going to, I'm, I'm going to make sure we get kind of um, what we need on the page really okay. deliberately. Like, it's it's kind of like this. It's like, we'll rehearse it. You know how it is. So it's like, we'll rehearse it. Something will sound dumb. We'll weed it out. But like, by the time the camera rolls, there's a version that I know I want taped. Mm. And it will get that twice. And then the third one will be like, all right, if you want to add anything now that it's in your mouth, but like, I feel like we already got it, we can do that. Oh, but wow. that's kind of like how we would do that. And we, man, we barely would ever get more than a fourth take or a third take. Because really? we just, we make no money and we're just moving fast. And we're like, you know, Somebody's... it's just like, just, just, it's like, we just have no time. We're, some, some day, some episodes we're shooting four and a half days. So, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> 
like I'm like upset. Yeah. Excuse I know. me? Four and a half. But you know, yeah. somebody, I was just working on something and somebody told me this Orson Welles quote and I'm going to botch it. Yeah. But it's white wine and commercials are great. No, it's, it's, I don't, have you seen that? Where no. Oh, you got to watch no, Orson no, Welles no, no. doing the wine commercial. No. And he uses drunker and drunker and drunker. It's yeah. one of the great YouTube clips. Oh, my God. You have to watch it. Amazing. It's really hard to say uh, the words he has to say when he's full of wine. He's like, no. it's like a cliche yeah, yeah, yeah. Flintstones drunk. Oh, my God. But it's Orson Welles. Oh, it's so cool. Um, he said... Uh, a lack of restriction is the enemy of art or something like that. Right. And right, I'm like, right. what you're saying is confirming that to me. Yeah. Because if you maybe had two weeks to do an episode, maybe you would go into bullshit town a little bit and 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 then you have almost too much to work with. What I'm saying, yeah. does that sound true or am I putting words in your mouth? No, I mean, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a reflection that I have thought about a lot like I've even so it's interesting like we um had to go through a really rigorous pilot process on an RPP um, on 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 making the show to get it and then I also made Mo with Mo and we went straight to series on Mo and I was really happy on the that back I, of Rami that yeah no I mean <laughs> all yeah. the sweat well selling Rami well made Ro- Mo a walk straight in the to, park. Yeah, yeah yeah we were able to get it just straight to series which yeah. of course it really was it yeah. was like oh Wow, we had done this thing and now we're able to do that. Yeah. But I was really grateful that we had that I had so much restriction in making the Hulu show mm. that then when we went to go make this like straight to series thing, because I think if I didn't have that, that would have been a disaster. Mm-hmm. Like I actually mm-hmm. think it would have just been way too much. And there yeah. were many times in that process of making Mo where I was like, it actually would have been really helpful to have a, pro- a pilot. Like, you know, and, and like, right. you don't want to admit it, right? right? Because for us, we want the security and we want the like, you know, give it, just give it to us, man. I've been doing this. Right. You know, like, just give it to me. And 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 I actually, you know, there were a couple times where I was like, this would be a lot easier if we had a pilot because we could know, you know, because right now we're writing eight episodes into the void. I don't know if this person can act. I don't know anything. And we're just going. I learned so much from making the Rami pilot where of I was course. like, this dynamic needs to now be stretched and this needs to, you know, because you had a You're pilot. actually freaking me out a little bit about how how nebulous it can be how, yeah. how by the seat of your pants it can be like in the pilot of crashing uh george bajel's character leaf the guy who has sex yes, with my yes, wife yes. They, he says we're moving to tampa yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know because you're like that's all it's gonna be and yeah you're we're like, like yeah. then you're like whoa, whoa they're whoa, gone we need, like, we, have, we need that guy yeah, we <laughs> need that guy. yeah we need that guy yeah we need that guy oh we need that guy and then we redid it that the then like the season finale is me and him i think i might be getting this wrong but it's yeah. me and him looking like we're gonna live together yeah that's what yeah, it is yeah so that's how important george came to the yes, show yeah so here what you're saying that time you hear about like movies that shoot over the holidays they have to take a, a month break oh my god in the middle of what it a dream. and sometimes it's amazing because you get yeah, all this time that'd be a dream yeah yeah I, it's something i remember this is over 10 years ago but mulaney was like there's a reason when they if you're going to adapt a script or write a pilot there's a reason they give you four months or yeah, six months yeah, yeah and it's because so much of it is just kind of like write it finish it yeah stare out the window go for a drive go yes. for a jog and you're like wait what are we doing he can't <laughs> die you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. and then yeah, to your point yeah. sometimes you shoot the pilot and you're like yeah. Like, I, I know you know Mo was already great, but you're like, we yes. need this Mo guy. No, like, but Mo it, needs it, to be a big character or exactly. whatever. Exactly. It it's like Mo and and Dave and a couple of these guys. I don't care for there. Dave, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, Dave. <laughs> you, know, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, but this I'm just kidding. Which thing, one is you know? Dave? <laughs> no, Dave plays my buddy Ahmed uh, oh, okay. with the okay. glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Head. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like, it, 
it was very informative and, I, and I've been thinking a lot about it lately because I, I went to see Avatar and uh, the new one, right? What if you just were like, found a dollar theater, they were showing the original Avatar <laughs> and it holds up. It's really good. It, well, it was so funny seeing the new Avatar 2 like also uh, had such like GoFundMe energy. I was like, if we don't go, Hollywood's over. Like I've never so obligatorily bought a ticket. I was like, if this movie doesn't do well, yes. we're all screwed. You, like, like, yes. it, it like movies not, will be over. Movies will be over. Yeah. Like, like if James really, Cameron and Avatar. It was yeah. If that doesn't kill, and it did, right? It did. Yeah. But I felt like we all knew we better go. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it really had this like support yeah. the industry. It felt like a fundraiser. Yeah. Twenty twenty so like, right, like, like, sort we, of. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah like, dude, like, we gotta vote. That's over. I mean? That's <laughs> over. They're like, I, I don't vote. No. No. Like, no. Yeah, no. No. You gotta go. I, I vote. <laughs> And I go to Avatar. Like I'm not gonna. I vote the way of water. Yeah, yeah, this is what do we do? Yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and be like too cool for school. Oh, I don't see Avatar. Oh, who gives? I'll a watch fuck? it on a no, plane. I care. You get in an IMAX you theater right the fuck seat. now. I don't. Democracy yeah. depends and on. You them. can't make it absentee that shit and just buy a ticket. Don't show up. <laughs> yes, support it. By the way, Jim Cameron. Jim, Jim. he's a friend. <laughs> he doesn't care if you go. He doesn't care if you go. He doesn't buy a care ticket and don't go. Leave. And the good thing about Avatar is it's a hang. You know what I mean? Like you could check emails you could talk to people like it, i also went to one of those theaters where like there's like food so you can just kind of like uh, you're just so we're ordering food we're in talking. brooklyn is this in brooklyn this was in it's the this um i'm gonna promote them the ipic theater in, 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 in fulton market okay. in new york but it's like you're hanging man it's like a restaurant basically yeah, 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 you, know, yeah. you got a big screen you got three glasses they come in they're bringing you buffalo cauliflower the whole thing fan yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah like, that's a very new york thing oh we're make. chilling we're taking calls we're watching avatar <laughs> like it's not a problem was it good so here's the thing. I walked away and I was like, I know for a fact no one is allowed to give this guy a note. And I wish someone had. someone would be able to give him a few. Look, he's a genius. Like Every... I look, I I love filmmaking. I am like an, you know, I, I I'm an aspiring filmmaker. Like I want to do these things. So I am this guy is a genius. Yes. He is actually a genius. Yes. And you know, if if someone was able to talk to him about a few things and, Look, maybe the, maybe he does. Maybe he has counsel, and he already made a ton of let's changes. Let's go with but, the more but, likely but let's premise. Go with, it's probably people like, are afraid. Of well, they're probably Cameron. so yeah. blown away by his genius because yes. he is genius yes. that they don't say much. Yes. And I think a couple things could have been said, and and it really would have been you know something that I think would have been you know look, it's already an instant classic because I think what he does visually is just unbelievable. Yeah, I just think it also could have been an instant classic well, on the story level. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I have a four year old. Yeah, I may never see it. You also have. <laughs> Though. <laughs> I have? Yeah, you saw it. It's, <laughs> like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, did you see the trailer? Like, you know what I mean? You yeah, saw I saw it. it. Yeah, I saw it if I saw the trailer. It. I, I was at a party. This is very Hollywoody, but it wasn't even a Hollywood party. And there was a guy who worked on the effects of that. And they yeah. told me that they had like a 5,000 gallon tank of water. Yeah. That they were like shooting all of these practical things. So it's yeah. hard to go to the guy who has this godlike and his wafy hair Dude. and his clean vegan living and he's and he made fucking goddamn Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. it's hard to go up to that guy and go like maybe what without having seen it what what is one of the notes? No context. Just give me one of your thoughts. A note on Avatar was I mean just there's a lot of like repetitive story beats. There's just certain things that it's just it could be shorter, you know, like and okay, this is my big philosophical note that you can understand. Can't wait. Like without having seen it, is that everyone there fights with like 
semi-automatic automatic weapons and rifles including the navi yes oh and that's the whole thing to me where i'm like why do the navi use machine guns like wouldn't they have some way to channel quick question just because i couldn't agree more yeah it's not explained why they have machine guns. They just have them. Well, I think the 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 people who are visiting bring them in, but then the Navi like embrace them and use them and take them and like shoot up. And there's no dialogue of like, should we be using? No, these? no. And they do it in the first movie too. It's one of the weirdest things. Like the first movie, my biggest gripe with it was that you know what's his name's character Sam, uh, the the guy, the lead dude Worthington. Yeah, Worthington comes in, and there's this scene. It's so funny where Worthington goes to like this tree. It's like this magical tree, and he starts talking to the tree and being like, "Help me, tree." Yeah. And then the Navi are all like, "That's not how it works. You can't just talk to the tree." And like somehow like. This guy who's like this like outsider knows that you actually can talk to the tree and then like nature helps. And I'm like, you're telling me these people are stupid enough that they don't understand that like their they own tree could help in tree. the war. Yeah, like, but no, no, no. <laughs> Sam the, Worthington knows that the, the tree's magical. Visiting like, white savior? The visiting white savior. Somehow, blue savior. Blue savior. The vis- dude, like somehow he understands their land yes. better than yes. they do. Like Which is, they have the magic, but we know how to use the magic. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you have no reflection on what America did. Like, you don't even have, like, any sort of, like... Dude, isn't there an unconscious, like, sure, the Native Americans had it, but we knew how to rock it! We really knew what to do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's, like... It's, it's like, all it's all Elvis, you know. Like we knew how to market him, you know. We knew what to do. Like, Stealing black a, music. Yeah. Yes, like, I understand it's, what you're so, saying. It's, it's and there is, <laughs> there is like an unconscious arrogance of like, sure, we broke a few eggs, but that's a killer Denver omelet, dude. <laughs> no, dude, did all, not know. It's all Elvis. Okay, <laughs> and is there Elvis singing the way of the water as well? Um, Are they still after unobtainium? I had a hard time getting over that it was called yeah, unobtainium. Yeah, <laughs> he struggles with those kinds of things, like naming things. And Well, that's what I mean. There's a, something that, again, full respect, Jim. Full respect. <laughs> <laughs> Jim's a friend. Jim Jim's is a friend. A friend. He's yeah. just cruising yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, and he stumbles yeah. upon this, and he's yeah. like, single tear, Jim. Yeah. He, it's, he does tend to make movies that really hold your hand and walk you through it. Like, you're not going to miss it. And I think that there's value to that. Too, That's what I mean. Like the thing, because it's like, you know, who, like, like you, this is a very popular podcast, right? Like, I'm sure you get a ton of people watching it. Sure. And the people that you get watching it is still <laughs> The views infin- underneath this video click over to 12. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, it's infinitesimally small compared to like what... Dude, you know, so it's like he obviously is playing to everybody in yes. a way that like we never will. I think so. It's this. just kind of like, yeah, it actually, you know what? The thing you can't obtain, it needs to be called unobtainium because there is no other way that they're going to remember it. All right. So I'm sorry. You can sit here with your nuance and you think it's cool that when I yes. shot a party scene, it was blue. But, you know, what? we can go both go fuck ourselves. Like, because yes. that's that's the reality is like you actually need to call it unobtainium. Well, dude, if Rami was my big fat Greek, my big fat Muslim. Right. Wedding, right. And I'm not putting down my big fat Greek. Wedding. I actually it's I'm just classic. saying you could have been like, yes, mom, stop yes. arranging yes. my marriages. Yes. You yes. know what I mean? And, and actually 
in a way, when we were making Mo, it's Mo is broader. Like whenever you get a chance to see it, it's it is. Oh, I won't it be watching. Is, it, yeah, I'm well, but Dave's not in it, so I think you should watch it. I'm telling you, Dave is nowhere near it. I love Mo. Yeah, Mo, I know Mo. Mo is no, Mo is he's so funny. Yeah, and and, and he's and great on your show. He's so good. That on the dick show. pic run, I was like, this is as good as <laughs> anything going. You know, like some certain things go viral, and yeah, it, it's such a throwaway. Like a worse show would have made the episode about whether or not you sent a dick pic yes but instead you had the restraint restraint is one of my favorite things yeah so this is why i'm like you should have restraint and don't call it unobtainium yes but restraint gets dicks like me being like well I know, done Robbie. I know, I know. and went to a golden globe but it doesn't you know what i mean it like doesn't. it doesn't blow up i don't want to say a state and put it down and be a coastal elite i'm just saying my mom isn't going to necessarily jive with it no of course i mean like if <laughs> she my finds it maybe she will but like will, yes, it, get will her, it get to her will it get you know what i mean and i think that like yeah that that's that is just when we when we were making mo we were kind of like all right this is netflix and it's going to be a little bit broader and, and i still think it's incredibly specific in so yeah. many ways but we also were like yeah a couple of these bits are slapsticky a couple of these there's things that i would be less like like i just wouldn't put in rami that yeah. with mo and for nothing else other than that was the choice. We were like, no, no, we're going to lean into but that. But isn't Mo Ammer, we're talking about Mo, am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah Mo Ammer, Ammer, yeah. Ammer, yeah, yeah. Ammer. Um, I don't want to be embarrassed. I didn't come here to be embarrassed. <laughs> he's got, and I would say this to his face. Yeah. He's got like, I want to see him tumble. Yes. One of these clownish. Yes. yes. And I mean that as a comedy. No, no, no. He's, he's something classic happened. comedy. Classic he's physical. Comedy. He's like he's Laurel funny. and Hardy. Yeah. And by the way, that's like. I don't want to say it's coming back because I don't think it ever went anywhere. Yeah. But I do think that like uh, there was some point in which like being bigger started to become like something that, you know, comedy snobs would find embarrassing right. or disrespectful. Right. But then I think that's what's so funny about like a guy like Mo and a guy like Sebastian yeah. who are just kind of like, no, no, no. Right. This shit works. And, and you know, like it's like there's the comedy that gets to your head, but then there's the comedy where the guy is tumbling around and he finds that button in your armpit and he presses it and you just start dying laughing. Yep, yep. And like that kind of comedy really makes me laugh. I mean, it's like, like I'm like, oh, Mo and I do totally different things, yes. but I'm just like, man, this guy's funny. Like Sebastian, man, this guy's like Sebastian's my favorite comic right now. Yeah. His specials are He's so fantastic. clear and they're so funny. And like, they're for everybody. They're for everybody. I was, so I was shooting something yesterday and there was the grandmother of one of the children actors, child yeah. actors, was going on about how much she loves Sebastian. I was like, it, it's like, uh, look, Cosby, bad dude, right? Yeah. I'm just saying that market of like yeah. this is for everybody i know that's over yeah yeah like i only yeah. apologize for saying cosby for 45 minutes it's yeah like, yeah yeah this is an uncomfortable podcast yeah okay so put that aside <laughs> but there is a market for like it's clean sebastian will take a premise like uh paper straws yes and you know i'm gonna be honest there might be a part of me that's like i'm not doing paper straw jokes yes i'm not doing it yes because it's an observation you, my my operation, you know, the sides of the thing buzz on the toy. If it's something I could think my dad would say in a sure. barber shop, paper straws. You know, you <laughs> suck on it three times and it's fucking done. Like, what if I give me a straw? Yeah, yeah. And then Sebastian does that premise really well. Guess what? Yeah. Now I'm laughing because it's yeah. great. And my dad is also invited yes, to the party. Yes, yes. Now you're selling two tickets. No, it's, <laughs> and, 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 and that's the thing. It's like I put on Sebastian with my parents because yeah. it's like we want to watch something. And 
it's so funny because yeah. they're laughing, they're dying, and I'm laughing, dying. Right. While, while I was posting, like, I know if my special's on, like, the cool parents will like what I'm watching and the right. kids will like it. But, right. like, it's not going to hit in the same way that, like, a Sebastian thing does. And that and that's something that I, like, really, uh, I really appreciate it. Because yeah. the whole point of doing this stuff is, like, getting people to connect, you know, right. and, and, and really, like... You know, helping people feel less alone and entertain yes, a bridge. and do all those things. And, and if so, you can laugh with your mom, that's incredible. Do you, as a, again, we're both raised religious. Did you find doing comedy, because you'll go dirty-ish. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Not like ugly dirty, but you'll go dirty. Is, was yeah. that, isn't it weird? I feel like if you would have predicted that what we would have done when we were 20, I would be doing what Nate Bargatze's doing. But I'm I'm right. up there going like, I did a joke last night on my setlet. On the set list, it's a jizz on the windshield. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, the yeah, name yeah. of the bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm like yeah, doing yeah. jizz on the windshield. Yeah. Which is an automotive issue that it has is. gone unaddressed. People aren't talking so, about it. Some um, of these factories are putting the windshield wiper fluid yeah. with a different kind of fluid. And it's not helping. It's, it's, it's kind opaque. Of, yeah, it's an industrial rebellion that has gone unseen. How are the conditions on these assembly lines that people are jizzing? <laughs> well, it almost sounds too fun to make a car these days. Like, you know, I want the old school... Like in a factory, these guys are just yes. they're seeing electric cars coming and they're 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 just jizzing away because <laughs> they they How do we know make this they're more done. human, more yeah. more down to yeah, earth. Yeah, they're saying really, can you get actually, jizz the with a Tesla? No, the bit was actually about when I see and at you do in L.A. people masturbating in public. I really get nervous and I sometimes I, the joke is like why and I'm like my I asked my brain because I, I was yeah. there was a guy Jay in it on a bus stop. Yeah, I put, first of all I put my hand up to not look. Yeah, like it was too tempting yeah, to yeah, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's this weird like so you kind of want to look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, not in an arousing way, but just yeah. like how the fuck is this happening? And the guy did have a beautiful. It was beautiful. It was yeah. a big, <laughs> just. Beautiful dick. Yeah. And I, kept wanting, <laughs> and I kept wanting to look. And then I realized I was very nervous because I was at a red light. And I was like, why am I nervous? And I'm like, my brain immediately said, he's going to jizz on the windshield. Yeah. That's the fear. And I was yes. like, because I'm going to get involved somehow. Yeah. Like I'm at an you orgy. To... I'm in a car. <laughs> that's how, I mean, it's a beautiful concern. <laughs> You're connected. To well, me. what I like about that joke, even though it's filthy, and I didn't mean to sidebar us into me open micing it, no. is that it's a joke about what are you afraid of? And when you ask your brain mm. direct questions like, what do you think is going to happen? Yes. And it says he's going to jizz on the windshield. Yeah. I don't think there's anything funnier than that. Yes. Certainly it's funnier to say jizz on the windshield, but it's actually helpful to go like your brain is stupid this is where i'm actually at exactly yeah, yeah and it yeah. has bad guesses yeah and it has yeah. bad guesses for everything yeah, yeah like what do you think your dad would do if this happened or that let's go back to your thing so you're dirty but why aren't we clean that's my question <laughs> why aren't um well, why aren't we doing what sebastian does especially seeing as we had like a little bit more of a pre-conditioning towards purity mm. you know what i'm saying yeah i mean i think it's just like it's also too, it's kind of like stage persona versus real life, right? So, I mean, I think it is, yeah, it's just fun to do the thing you weren't supposed to do. That's kind of the whole, yeah, that's what's fun about this job, you know? That's That would be my answer too. Yeah, yeah. And looking back, I was listening to, I put on Green Day today. Yeah. And I was listening to Longview. And I remember the first time I heard it when I, I must have been 12 or something. Yeah. And he says masturbation, he says fuck. Yeah. And I was just like... Oh my God. <laughs> and I think that's what lit the fuse. Yeah. Secretly for me to be like, I can't wait to be dirty. Like that would be a thrill. Well, it's also this thing too, I think for me where it was like, 
you know, and I think maybe, I don't know if you had this, it it, it sounds almost insane to say, but you grow up in a, a, a pious structure and, and, and I know, you know, we can get into this too, but it's like in terms of however it is that you carry it. But I had this thing where I was like, all right, well, if I'm not, I'm a public person. I know I talk. I know I communicate well to people. And it felt really clear to me as I was getting into comedy. It's like, well, I'm not going to be an imam. I'm not going to be a sheikh. Like, I'm not going to be that guy. So I better, like, double down on what it is that I'm doing. So, you know, so it's like, I'm not going to go into comedy and, like, kind of be pious. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, no, no, no. If you have the microphone, like, do the thing that you're going to do and, like, be effective at it. So, so, you know, you could have been a priest. Yeah. You, Pete Holmes, could have easily been a priest. Right. You you could have led a congregation. But we didn't. But we didn't. So let's not. So let's not. Dude. So if that's not what we're doing, then let's really not do that. Like, that's the whole point of this medium. Yes. You know, like, and I'm, and it, and it almost, it, what's interesting about the medium is that it feels like it's safe to do those things because we're all agreeing that it's not real life. We're agreeing that we're playing with something abstract and we're playing with real emotions. And then here I'm free and here I can do all those things that I wouldn't do. I can say all those things I wouldn't say. I can reflect in a way that, that feels um, just, you know, more expansive. In, right. In that, you know. Right. That's exactly, that's exactly right. So well put. That's, it's funny. I, part of me was like, should we edit out jizz on the windshield? But then I'm also like, <laughs> that's the, because I was like, did I offend Rami? No. <laughs> I, no, I know I didn't. No, I mean, I know on. I didn't. But you just articulated why we won't. <laughs> yeah, no. Is because it's this weird bubble yeah. where the audience, for some reason, like a jester or something, goes like, I'll allow it. Yes, yes. Yeah, we're but all... Like, yes. it's a, we're, we're agreeing to a suspension of disbelief every time we get onto a stage anywhere. Right, You know, right, Unless right. you're doing one of those comedy shows where you're like ambushing a restaurant that didn't know a comedy show was going to happen, then there's like no agreement. <laughs> those were the yes. shows. Those are the shows I hated the most my whole... Like, of comedy course. would be like, we're at a restaurant and it's like half the people are like, what? There's comedy here tonight? Like they oh. didn't even know. Oh no. I stopped doing those shows because I was like, it felt... Sabotage shows. They, it was sabotage. It, it felt aggressive. It felt it is aggressive. Ele- it felt illegal on it a level. It should be I was illegal. Like, they didn't consent. Like you know, we're talking about consent. They did not consent. I completely agree. Very. You weird. need consent. Ve- you need it. And, In fact, yes. And and then stuff doesn't hit the same. You know what I mean? But the flip of that. Uh, there is, again, there's like guys who could kind of go into, you know, like those situations helped me a lot with stand up and kind of getting, you know, an audience's attention, especially an unwilling one. But yeah, I think like for the, for the most part, what's great about stand up is we are all, there's suspension of disbelief. We're down to like jump into this. We don't need it to all be uh, not even just autobiographically true. We don't need it all to be like morally correct. And there are, you know, we're a very, very, uh, moral, code society like especially in america this is a very moral society you know might not be christian it might not be whatever but whatever you are whatever it is that you believe you're really you know you're identified with it very identified what you mean so i mean if you're if you're okay so if you're someone who um is an atheist but you have your things that you believe in um that you think are in the opposition of that right you're going to be very stringent as to who can say what and what can happen right mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of what's going on too with like online culture is to me it's like for all of the 
parody of Christianity or of religion or whatever, we operate from a very Christian standpoint, which is mm-hmm. like, hey, look what this person tweeted in 2012. They are now no longer ever able to write or eat at any restaurant, right? So, so it's like that. That to me is like, like that's those are Not witch only, trials. Those are you, witch trials. Like I don't, you know what I mean? Like that is that's what that is. Like you know what I mean? Like that's you know you're what doing I was that. Say it is. It's hell. It's hell. You send them to hell. You send them to hell. You're doing it. And you sort of love it because if the evil is over there, it's not It's here. not you. Like, yeah. you're doing it. You're, you know, so it's like That's what I mean, the, the thrill when people are like, did you hear about? I'm yeah. like, oh, it, you mean, why don't you just take, it's not us. It's not me. It's, the evil's over there. And especially when then on top of it, you know, they like, because now we're in a situation where like, you know, the the country split into left and right and the right is synonymous with religion, which is such a awful like you know marketing situation but it's like you know then you have the left acting in whatever acting in certain ways and they don't believe in religion but it's like half the time i'm like i see the way these conversations go out and it's someone who i know like hates religion and i just want to be like you're a christian (laughs) like like the way like the way you're acting oh you are so fucking christian like it's not even and by the way whatever the meaning of that word is because it no longer means anything right it's like it's just been stripped of whatever i both know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you're a you hate christians but you are one too yeah and it's just like like we gotta there's 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 no there's no love. Like the, there really is no love, and it's and it's incredibly frustrating. Well, that's how I, when Joaquin Phoenix did that acceptance speech, where he's like, "Did you see it?" Where he he did a nice vegan shout out, but he also did a thing where he was like, he basically pointed out that we love movies about redemption, yes, and forgiveness, yes. Like they'll make us ball, and yes, oh, you looked past like dead man walking, like he made mistakes, but he, you know, you don't throw out the person, yeah, and, yeah. Oh, but he, you know, I don't want to spoil the movie if you haven't seen it; it's a great movie. But then, like in reality, we just can't wait to burn everybody or just send them to hell. Yeah, I tried for the longest time. But it was working in the wrong way yeah. to do a joke about how, as a, as a person who was raised Christian, I was way ahead of the being offended game. <laughs> the funny. only funny line was, funny. was I was like, you guys are mad at everything now. I was mad at the song OPP. Like, where, where were you during OPP? Like, that was upsetting to me. Like, Married with Children was upsetting to me. Like, we were way, you guys are so late to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I would do it in certain places, like, I could tell they... It wasn't a joke. They were like, yes, this is right. Like, we yeah. should be judging yeah. and holding people accountable and burning them the fuck to the ground. And I was right. like, I can't I can't thread the needle. Right, right. But you're, you're the, Christian. You're, that is the bet. You, you realize you're Christian. <laughs> you realize you're Christian. You guys yeah. are Christian. You're Christian. You might not <laughs> thank the Lord for your meal. Oh, my God, you're Christian. But you love that Lord. Put up a fucking Christmas tree all year round because yes. you're Christian. Yeah, it's like, it's, uh, yes. yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's. And it and it it drives me nuts. Like I, it, it's yeah. it's really it's really um, you're Christian. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're Christian. I don't know what to tell you. Why does it drive you nuts? Because the hypocrisy, obviously, and it's hypocrisy of everybody. It's like it's it's okay. So there's there's this huge issue with uh, the way all the religions are operating right now. They're completely industrialized. They're weaponized. They're about putting people down, controlling people, making money. That is how religion has manifested in our lifetimes. Like, I think we're trying to claw out of that. And then I think there's this response of saying, well, I don't want anything to do with that because I don't want that kind of oppression and I don't want that shame and I don't want all of that. I essentially am saying I want freedom 
and I want love. And I think that's kind of what people are trying to say. So then to see the same tactics and the same systems completely inhabit the the, the new thing, mm-hmm. it, it feels maddening, you know, because uh, people are really lost, you know, because on one side, there's no real home in so many religious spaces. And and, and that is the fault of, of, you know, there's a there are big, big, rotten, you know, pieces in the lineage of a lot of these faiths right now in how people have been enacting them. Right. And then on the other end, you know, you, you kind of want to feel like the sense of community, but it's also not there. Like the line feels like really, really thin and frail and fragile. Right. And so I just think people feel really alone right now. Yeah, that's really interesting, man. A couple things came to mind. It's like, do we know what we want? Do we know what we need? It's also, I forget who said it, but it's like, people in the west whatever whatever you want <clears throat> becomes your god and yeah. it, like in california specifically like what's the cliche you come to california and you become like a love and lighter yeah you know someone who's into mm. love and light mm. well yeah we got a lot of like self-help and yeah we have a lot of like eating clean and doing yoga and stuff so that just becomes your god but it's not like it's not love. This is a big talking point for me. It's not actually love. It's just a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. So what becomes our religion actually, or becomes our idea of the divine, is just the thing that gives us a good feeling. Yes. Right? Yes. But it's not mercy. Don't no. get me started on mercy. Yeah. Mercy is like one of the least appealing things to the human ego. <laughs> I know. Because it means what we want, I've been trying to do a bit about this yeah. too. We don't want mercy. We want begrudging forgiveness. Mm. Meaning like you fucked up, mm. I'll forgive you, mm. but I'm going to let you know what it is I'm forgiving you for. And yeah. I, I might even remind you what it is I'm yeah, forgiving yeah, you for. Yeah, yeah. Like that feels great to the ego because now yeah. there's a power balance. But mercy just dissolves it away yeah. you take the mistake or the or whatever it might be and you dissolve it into a glass of milk like ovaltine it's gone or, yeah. or it's completely used yes or redeemed yes into a delicious glass of ovaltine yeah <laughs> nobody wants that no we want um you know because I, th- I i really my deep feelings like everything is capitalist everything is capitalist so it's like even the way we view religion now totally capitalist i do this i go to heaven i do this i go to you hell buy it. you know it's all like a bank account yes. right and the same thing is with forgiveness so it's like forgiveness is like what you're essentially saying is like well i'll forgive you with interest that's right you know I mean? it's like that's it's right. like like you gotta like you gotta feel that i'm forgiving because you because then can't it'll be give easy. me a good feeling i have an upper hand and that's I, all I, I, get, I want i get a little bit more because i did that mercy there's no interest on that that's it's right. truly fine hey all good yes that's it it's you don't get the extra pat on the back. You're actually just living in a state where you are truly allowing mercy. Right. No right. one wants that. Yeah, nobody wants Everyone that. Everyone wants a leg up. You know what's funny, dude? The capitalist thing really works for me. Why do we get so worked up if you're Android or iPhone or whatever? I think mm. deep down, it's like just on the windshield. What are you really afraid of <laughs> with the wrong phone? Wrong phone, I think you go deep enough down that choice. Wrong God. Yeah. Wrong yeah, life yeah, yeah, system. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like when you choose your clothing, yeah, your yeah. car, what you eat, where you live, all of that is sort of your capitalistic yeah. deity. It's your totem yeah. pole of these are, are my beliefs. Yeah. Again, another bit I'm trying to work on is that like my God is love and it's boring as shit. Like yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. wants, I, I'm not talking about like, I'll look the other way on that. I mean like, dude, there's nothing you could do yeah, or have yeah, ever yeah. done or could ever do that would change the way that I am. Yeah. Because I'm God. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, how can you change perfect love? Yeah. It's in fact, it's an ego trip to think that you said motherfucker or jizz on the windshield or whatever it might be, and now I don't like you. Like, yeah. who the fuck are you that you can affect God and make him mad at you? Like the control room and Jason Bourne. They're like, God damn it, he jerked off again. Yeah. Like, send out more agents. <laughs> like, it's a huge ego trip. Yeah. But love, the the God of love is such a snooze. I say this tongue in cheek. He's like a friend that won't talk shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're sitting yeah, at the yeah. bar and you're like, did you see what Rami did? I mean, yeah, like, yeah. he calls himself a Muslim, you yeah. know? And I like, is he even <laughs> yeah, doing yeah, this yeah. or this? Does, is he this? And and God's like, won't engage? You're like, yeah, yeah. this God sucks. Like, I want that Old Testament God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be like, we should smite him. Yeah, he yeah, always yeah. wants to smite. Yeah, He's yeah. down for a smiting. <laughs> That's so much more fun. Yeah. Because it feeds our identity. If you suck... And I'm not you. Yeah. I get a hit of goodness and I get to know I'm not you and identify you yeah. and separation. And then if God's over here with me, the the I say this with love because I spent a lot of my life this way, but there's a lot of egocentricism. It's yeah. egocentric. Yeah. I know what God likes. I know God yeah. likes me. I know God doesn't like me. Yeah. It's either special love or it's special hate. Yeah. But either way, you have God by the hair. Yeah. Like what you do is like, shifting the divine moment to moment yeah and you just hope you die when you're on the up yeah, you know, yeah. that that that's <laughs> yeah. that's making you really 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 special it makes it's, you the center of the universe it's very torturous i mean everything you're saying it's like so torturous because it's like it's such a it's so in line with our obsessions with like control and our obsessions with knowing we're so obsessed with like knowing everything <laughs> yes you know and, and i think what's you like the future too the future and and what's inherently you know there with with any spiritual practice is that you're kind of submitting to the idea that there is an unseen there is what we don't see and and everyone has a deal with the unseen right even if you don't believe in a higher power it's like you you that active choice to say, well, I'm not going to engage with what I don't see that way is a deal, right? And and I think that you you know there's stuff you don't see. That's Those are your fears. Those are your anxieties. Those are your what might happen. Well, now you're just living in the the thing you can't see because it's not in front of you. So so we're always aware <laughs> that there's stuff we don't know that's not in front of us. And then we're always in this race to somehow still know and to somehow, you know, know what's going to be in front of us. So So that's that like need to know, that need to control. And, and and that becomes the lens through how we view everything. And religion certainly can be used. For, you could criticize religion for that same thing. Like the people that look at it. Okay, let me put it this way. There's a way, the way that I look at spirituality now is a way of participating with the mystery. Meaning you're mm. not going to get like a printout mm. of exactly what's going on. Mm. So it's a way of engaging with the unknown. Mm. And humility and surrender is a huge part of that. Going like, I don't know. Yes. I, I believe there is a knowing, yeah, a large knowing that I can merge with and be with, yeah. but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'll be able to be like, let me tell you how everything works. Sure. Because right? that, that would be Pete. I'm talking, yeah. there's another thing, there's another part of me that can merge with that knowing. Yeah. But that's kind of a private experience. That's what prayer is or contemplation or meditation yeah. or whatever it might be. Um, but you could say that one of the things that religious people get criticized for, and I would say fairly, is what you're saying as well. Because if it's if you use your faith as a, I'll tell you the story, as a way to end the conversation, going like God said it, I believe it, that does it. Yeah, that's also a type of arrogance and a type of knowing that stops the participation with the mystery and stops that sort of visceral engagement right now. Yeah, I say this all the time. We're on a planet right now. Yeah, we are both aware right now you're 
in my awareness and I'm in your awareness. Yeah. And that's fucking nobody understands that. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. That something is happening. Yeah. We have the impression that something is happening and we we've done a pretty good job analyzing what's happening. Yeah. But we don't have it all figured out. And the story I was going to tell you was I'm walking out of a movie. It was a Superman movie at Union Square. Walking out, and the little boy said to the dad, his dad, he goes, how'd they make that man fly? Yeah. And the dad just goes, computers. <laughs> and I'm like, that's what so many of us do. Computers just means something I don't understand is doing something I don't know what. Yeah. But like, if you stop at computers... Either you say it was God and you use it to stop. Yeah. Or you yeah. say it was nothing yeah. and you use it to stop. Yeah. Both of those are sort of, in my view, faulted. Like you, you're, it's supposed to be engaged with as often as yes. you can. Yes. In every moment yes. that you can. Yeah. In fact, that vigilance is what all of the great teachers seem to agree on. There's, yes. There's a premium on being present. Yes. And I like the word vigilant. Jesus actually likens God to a burglar who's going to break into your house. You should wait for God like a burglar who's going to break into your house. Wow. Have you ever been awake at night thinking someone's breaking into your house? How are you? Yeah. Um, in Taoism, they talk about uh, be as careful as a monk crossing ice like a frozen river. Mm. Like that's how... Wow. You can move. Like wow. stop taking everything for granted. I'm going to bed. Yes, Go yes. wake up and eat breakfast. That's what I'm trying to say to you right now. This could be it. Yes. This could be it. Yes. So what do we know right now? Yes. So I, I just unloaded a lot on you. Forgive me. No. But like using religion as a way to stop the conversation. Yes. I feel like it's a, it seems like we're in agreement. Let's not do that either. Or, or yeah. the, using it as a book of answers. Of course. I mean, it's like everyone, you know, in their own way. And this is kind of what we're talking about earlier. This is a behavior of human beings, you know? And I think that like the conversation maybe is a little shifted towards, you know, oh, this is what religious people do. Because I think that um, religion, the, the unique thing about religion is that it leverages the unseen to control people. Mm. And I think that the <laughs> Just thing... Just say the, that. The, the, <laughs> that's great. Like it, that, that's what it does. It, like like, like the, the, the industry of religion... Yeah. leverages the unseen to control people. That's the negative. Because you can sell people a lot by going, you don't know what this is, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen, and I'm going to throw in this, you don't know what happens after you die. Right. That's a great way to start a timeshare presentation. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 then, and then the flip, what we have with what is like this new culture is leveraging the scene to control people. Wow. So it's like, well, I saw him do that. Look at what this person did. And all you're looking at is one tiny thing and then, or whatever it is, or it could be a huge thing. And, and you know, whatever it is, we're only looking at what we can see and then controlling with that. And so <laughs> it, it, they're really both difficult positions to be in. Like, and, and, and that's why I say it, it seems to me that this is just the behavior of people. Like, I think it's like, how do we, how do we separate, you know, there are a lot of amazing deep wisdom traditions on this earth and it is an arrogance to think that they've only been here because we haven't been able to update them you know like like right, like right. Our, our thinking is just like everything is just like well we only use mail because you know we didn't have wi-fi and now right. there's no mail like that's how we look at all these traditions that's very, and, that's and, right. and 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 i think that that is really arrogant because i think it it you know, because even the Wi-Fi mail thing is arrogant because, it, you know, I, I constantly walk around like that monk on ice thinking, what happens when there's just a few little tweaks and like electricity's fucked 
and internet's fun. You know, all these things are so fragile. Right. They're so fragile. Like right. we're just like, 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 like it, it is, it is insane how quickly we'll need to like mail a fucking letter or like, or like <laughs> there'll be like some point, you know, where we're just like, the shit's not working, you know, like, like just not having Dude, Wi-Fi in your house for like bit. a day, you know, like, like these are bad. No. Yeah. But, but it's, it's like, like, it's suddenly it's so mailing thin. a letter makes a it's lot like suddenly of sense. You're like, yo, the mailman will be just this fucking hero, you know, Kevin Gosling. you know, it's like, the postman. The, yeah, the, yeah, he's oh, back. Oh, this guy's just like mail's back, baby. You know, like, but like, yes, all these things, you know, we're, we get so egotistical <laughs> about it. Back. We get so egotistical about it, dude. And and it, you're right, but so it's it, magic. It, it's it's like uh, worshiping your own strength, yes. with no appreciation for the fact that all of that strength is floating in space. And there's and, and there's, <laughs> there's just there's clear lineage. You know, things come like in a certain way. There's a chain of human beings, and I think the more we look back, and and you know, because look, we can look back and see horrendous things. You know, you look back into the past and you see just dark shit. And then you say, okay, well, I'm glad we got past that. And like, like you know, as people, but you know, it's it's so funny. Even as I say that, I question it because I was about to say, you look back and you see slavery, and you look now and it's not here. And it's like, well, slavery that we learned about in textbooks, thankfully, has been you know changed in America. And there is so much slavery happening right now. There are more slaves than there've ever been. Like mm-hmm. just to make the shit that we consume on 24 7 that fills every shelf there the way we look at what's happening in so many countries around the world you know so these things are still happening so right. it's, it's, it's actually really hard to even say that we've like eradicated you know a lot of things mm. but the 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 thing i'm i, I i'm kind of trying to anchor this in is that like to me it's people i think you know to just say religion is fucked or to just say liberals are fucked or to just say this thing is fucked it no it all all of these points of view and all of these paths clearly all have legitimacy and they need to be treated with the respect of having legitimacy and then understand that man the wrong people in any of these would be really you know are devastating you know they they're dev- they there, can do devastating things to others there's a way to corrupt this anything for sure anything yeah, so many things are coming up. It's interesting when I look at organized religion. I, I'm one of those that like I'm not even really trying to fuck with that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not even trying to save it. It's right. just overwhelming. Right. But I'm also an introvert. So what I'll say about my spirituality is I like how private it is. Meaning, mm. like it does just come down to like when I close my eyes, I try and get in touch. This is Rupert Spira. I'll say it anytime I mm. can. Your experience is known. Like mm. you see things, but there's a part of you that knows it. Yeah. Right? So you hear things, but there's a part of you that knows it. So to me, spirituality is is interested in that knowing presence. Yes. I've said this a million times, but I'll say it every time it comes up because that's so important that very few people ever stop to go, what is it that's aware of my experience? Yes. Like where does it all go to where it's seen? Yes. He likens it to a movie screen. He's like, you watch a movie, you get all caught up in the drama, you forget that there's a screen. Mm. Our awareness is the screen. Mm. You could also say it's the piece of paper that everything is written on. Mm. The one that I trip out on is like, even if a sound is far away, like you might hear a car or you might hear my voice very close. It doesn't matter. They're both as close as they can possibly be to you because they're inside of you. They, yeah. they are you. <laughs> mm. Like there's the there's the sensation that one's dimmer and brighter, but they're you. And everything is... Touching is knowing, seeing is knowing. Like, does that all yes, make sense? Yes. So when I close my eyes, going back to the private part of it, and I try to just go like, what is that? What is the experience of that knowing without any input? Mm. If I can just look at a blank screen, and when I get there, 
I go like, all right, what the mystics, the sages, and the prophets were saying was right on. Mm. When I look at what people are doing with mm. that experience, I get a little shifty. Yeah. I have a joke. I go, I believe in God, but I hate when other people believe in God. Because yeah. <laughs> I never know which one it is. Yeah, yeah. There's so many. It could be a terrible one. Yeah. As Father Greg Boyle says, wrong God. Like, if your God is this, he's like, wrong wrong one. He's mm. like, if it's that or whatever. So anyway, what do you, what do you make of the... Do you enjoy the private relationship you have is that cleaner or pure because you don't have to look at the capitalism of it or the organization of it or the history of it you can just it's all about the private dup, yeah, that's oh, that's yeah. what it is like that's what, so when you're saying that i'm like um yes that is yeah. that is all that it's about and that's what is so frustrating about religious culture is that everything is like i think the the goal of all these things is to create community where you can find others where you can kind of share uh, a space where you're aligned, um, but also knowing that it is a private journey. Like right. we're all, we're it's a all collection of people interested in a private journey. Interested in a private journey, and 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 that's where the community comes in, and that's what's interesting. And that collection can help govern. It can help do a lot of things in in idyllic worlds. But like we know it's going to malfunction because we're human. But the goal, really, and I think it is, is to understand that. You know, I grew up with, um, and they'd say it in Arabic, but my whole family, all the time, all the time, at the end of any sentence, at the end of whatever, it would just be a real quick, only God knows. Mm. You know, just really only God what knows, only God Arabic? knows, only God knows. Allah, 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 you know, like that's, I mean, only that's, God knows. Only, yeah. That's, that's, you know, what, what do we know? Yeah. You know, like, and, 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 and sitting in that in like a real way that that's a great way to access mercy because you, you really are just like i oh mean i don't like and, and you know you look at modern things in america where you're just kind of like you brought him up a guy like cosby it's like for a long time only god knew and 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 a few you know people who were really hurt yeah and the rest of the world was convinced well wow here's this like guy who's who's like an arbiter of justice and right, this right, and right, that right. and this icon and like right. you know the impact of who he was cannot be understated mm -hmm. i mean it's just like mm -hmm. whoa it's like this guy's was 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 he shifted culture in massive right. ways right. and was also doing so many things that were the opposite of what he said he was doing and what right. he was shifting right you know? but you're using i love the way you're using it you're saying look the virtuous can also be yeah i don't want to say wicked but we'll just say wicked but the wicked might be virtuous like the the breaking down. So the work of um, Byron Katie is really meaningful to me, and she she has something called the work where you say like, let's say I say uh, Rami's greedy, mm -hmm. just something negative. Yeah, and you just you just question it. You go, yeah. is that true? Yeah, and you go, yeah, it's fucking true. You, mm. you, I lent him a thousand dollars, and he never paid yeah, it yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you be sure that it's true? That's the second question. Yeah. It's so, I have the chills just thinking about it. No one does that. Can you be sure that it's true? Yeah. Very few of us do it. And you just go like, I don't know, man. Yeah. There's a great freedom realizing you don't have to be the judge. You don't have to go around judging everything like you fucking know. I'm talking about, you know what I mean? Like, totally. what do I know is going on in your life? Katie and I, uh, no, I'm sorry, Kat was just here. Sorry, I keep confusing you. Two people were sorry. here and I confused them. <laughs> Not you. Kat and I, we're, we're talking about when someone doesn't reply to a text and you'll be like, what a piece of shit. And you're like, mm. you've never opened a text and gone like, I need to reply to that. And then you close it yeah, and you forget yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But that times a hundred billion is yeah. all of the different things that could be going on. Yeah. So 
that that's fine. That's a nice thought experiment. It's like a graduation speech I could give. No, no, at yeah. an Ivy, not a, at a non Ivy League school. <laughs> but the the conclusion is: so put the bags down. Yeah, that's freedom. Yeah, when you realize you can't judge. Yeah, accurately, then you stop judging, and then you know what you are? You're a smiling saint. Yeah. That's what the saints were doing. They weren't judging. They That's were, why they yeah, were happy. Yeah, they genuinely weren't. But yes. And, and, and I think, you know, the, the thing that'll always, because I've, I've really thought about this a lot because it's like I don't want to judge, right? And I want to be like in that that kind of, you know, saintly thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm very active working because obviously part of what we do is like Probably. judge. We've you know sharpened I mean? our swords pretty sharp. You know, well, what I mean? and, and it's also like to do comedy, part. right? Yeah, it's that's like, what we that's, do. That's what we do. People so, bring us topics, and we go, ha, ha, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the thing, you know, actually, like I had this big kind of breakthrough with um, with COVID because it was kind of this this it it, it did something to uh, how I viewed a lot of these things, uh, and it became so simple. It was kind of like, okay, uh, a friend has COVID. Because this was the first time it really felt like this. Friends would be sick. You'd still hang out with them. You don't give a fuck, you know? Before COVID, mm. someone's sneezing. Oh, what are you, sick? I'm not going to stay away from you. I don't give a fuck. Like, we feel invincible. just talking about that. Feel invincible. You might not shake their hand. Somebody Maybe. Like, I don't like even think... Open running. I don't think yeah. I had any restrictions. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck. You were handshaking? Oh, You know what? I think I was too. Because if I you were Howie Mandel fuck. doing this, we were like, what is this guy? Does it Howard every, Hughes? Yeah. It felt weird. So, now we're you know, all Howie. Now we're all like, yeah. you know, we all have rules. Yeah. But I remember it really hit me and I was like, oh, wow. Like, okay, my friend has COVID. He's still my friend. I love him. But I can't be in the same room with him right now because he has COVID. I got to wait. My friend isn't COVID, right? My friend is not the coronavirus. My friend has the coronavirus. My friend is amazing. He currently has the coronavirus. In two weeks, I can see him. Okay. Right. My friend is greedy. Yeah. Is my friend greedy? Or does he have does greedy? Does he have greedy on him? Like, is he afflicted <laughs> with greed? Right? Right? So so it's like, Throwing you mice. know what I mean? Like, like, that started to be like, I was like, oh, whoa. No, my friend currently has greed. Yeah. He's not greedy. Yes. He's good. If I were to sit and think about his life, I could, and only God knows, but let's just say because I actually do need to make some judgment calls in order to protect myself. Yeah. You know, there's this whole, I remember there's this podcast I listened to, I cannot remember what it was, but there's this podcast I listened to that was like, you know, our brains need to know this is a couch and not a bomb so that we can sit on it, right? So on some level, we are making judgment calls that we have to make in order to put ourselves in positions to feel healthy and feel happy and feel all the things we want to feel. Mm. So I, I can... Make a level of saying, my friend, there's something going on with greed. I'm not going to try and connect all the dots, but maybe I've seen enough to say there's something going on with greed. Mm -hmm. But is he? I'll never say that. Maybe he has greed. So what does that mean? Well, maybe that means I'm not going to bring him to my house because maybe he'll look at my shit in some way right. that feels weird. Right. And that means I just got to meet with him. If we're going to hang out, we hang out outside. We hang out at a coffee shop. You know, so there's certain people that you're like, right. oh, they have something going on right. that might need to change like how I interact with them right. in order for us to both access the most loving, the most merciful, the most amazing parts so that other stuff doesn't get in the way. Right. And that's how I've really viewed, because I had all these friendships that were kind of complicated where I was like, man, like, why do I feel this? Why do I feel that? But I know I love him. Why did, and, then, and it just started to become clear. I was like, he's good. We are all good. And then maybe it's like, oh, right now he has yes. jealousy. Right. right now he has anger. Right. And I can kind of, only God knows, but I can kind of suppose why those things happen. So now that I know that, what 
are the rules for how I'm going to interact so that I'm not bitter yeah. and so that I'm not walking around hurt and so that I can appreciate like the love that I do have. You're separating the person from the the symptom. Yeah, in my mind, I frame it as a spiritual illness. You know, there's something right. going on right. like in the unseen right. that they're- and what gave it to him? It, it probably wasn't just him- He didn't want it. Going out licking That's phone That's such a good yeah, point. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. I don't think anyone wants to be this way. No. I don't think- No one wants to be angry. I would say he's scared. Like to yes. me, it's always, it always comes down to some feeling of unsafety. Yes. Or, you know, you just don't feel- okay in your body you don't feel yes. okay in the world you you're you know how complicated it can get in here yeah and it comes out as like if i had more money yeah i could finally protect myself yeah or if i was big and scary i could keep all the yeah. other people away yeah. from me i mean it's it's a cliche you see it in movies it's like the scary guy that just needs love yeah. sorry the story is so boring guys but like it turns out I didn't make this up, but everything is either love or asking for it. It's like the scary guy is asking for love. And yeah. I know we think that just means being nice. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Yeah. A lot of people are turned off by just phony, nice, just yes. kind of like, hi, you want a Werther's original? That's yes. not love. Yeah. What Fred Rogers was doing, that's more like love. It's about space. Yeah. Can you give them space? Maybe the most loving thing I can do to you if you if you had anger yeah. was to let you be angry. Yes. You know and what I mean? Fine. Not not just being like, let's get a cupcake. Yes. Where did I learn that? A fucking commercial right. for hostess? Right. That's not love. And that's we're back to consumerism. No, no, no. By no the but way. and that's so important what you're saying too, because yeah. it's like even in the framing that I was kind of providing, it's not like it's not like if I know you're angry, I can't be around you. It's more like I think the 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 intention I'm having is like if I know your anger is so overriding that there's nothing like that I can do, then maybe I'm going to treat you in a different way. But also, it's like let's create the space for people to just be angry yeah. and to do what they need to do. Just so you don't feel weird, there's a lot of times in my life where I go, "This is gone." I, I always quote this line from Lord of the Rings. I go, "This is beyond my skill to heal." Yeah, I just go like, uh, yeah, yeah, I uh, I yeah. can't. I could give you a lot of space, right. but right now this is toxic. What do I have the capacity? It's for? It's just a. It's like the air rating. Yeah, there's just a little too much smoke here. Yeah, let's let you ride this out. And by the way, it might be just because I'm busy that day. <laughs> yeah, like it might just be actually. I could totally handle like how much of a dumpster fire you are just on Saturday. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like I just can't do this shit this like this yeah. Tuesday. It's really busy, but actually like all these fucking shenanigans. Yeah. No problem. Let's just do it. Not now, not today. Like I could do this on Saturday. Yeah. And if you can't wait till Saturday and you think now I'm the devil because I made you wait four days to lose your mind in front of me. Right. Then, well, now that's on you. That's not on me. Well, you know, Byron Katie would also say on that, like, so let's say you're going through anger and I say I can hang out with you Saturday and it's Wednesday and you call me a fucking piece of shit. I hate you. You're not yeah. a real friend. You can do that on, on that belief. Rami is mad at me. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Well, yeah, he just yelled at me, called me a piece of shit. Yeah. And you know that it's true. And I'm like, you've never been mad, so mad yeah, at yourself, so mad at the world, yeah, yeah. so mad at, you just have nothing. I can't yell at yeah. Delta, yeah. the airline. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to yell, I don't do this, but I'm going to yell at the person yeah, working yeah, the desk. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not mad at the person at the desk, but yeah. in the same way, Rami is mad. The, the, the quick one would be, Rami just had a death in the family and yeah, he yelled at yeah. me. But why do we need that? Like, it's what I say, like, uh, in the movie Green Book, like, yeah, we can go on a road trip with anybody. Mm. You can go on a road trip with your enemy mm. and realize, 
we're all the same. Yeah. We don't have time for five million <laughs> road trips. So can we just fucking jump to the conclusion yeah. and act from the assumption of love? And 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 just I mean, what what do you have to lose? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. It 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 really is like that. Um, is is it, to me as you're saying it, it connects with what we we're talking about earlier, just like that desire to need to know. Yeah. Like you got to know. So it's like this person yelled at me. All right. I got to categorize it as they're angry at me. And it's like, well, hold on for just one sec. Like, right, right. You know, and it's funny too, when you're talking about the niceness thing, I just was reading, um, you know, Gabor Mate, he, he has this, uh, new book. He's really just amazing, uh, I, I amazing author. Know. Oh, he, he's like, you'll, you'll love him, uh-huh. but he's laying out some studies around people who are like that Werther is chronically nice. Yeah. Um, having really serious illnesses, people pleasers. Yeah, having really serious illnesses because yeah. they're holding things in. They're getting cancer. They're getting all these things. Yeah. And a lot of the healthcare professionals can tell by someone's disposition in the room if they have the terminal illness or not. Like that, that like they had a crazy radar of being able to know, oh, that like plastered on like whatever, whatever that's going on with this person. I think they're actually sick. But if the person is a little more like expressive and whatever, they're like, oh, it's probably something else. Like this person doesn't seem right. Like they have, you know, like it, it, it wild. Like it's wild. like emotionally, you want to be more like a river than a like a pond. Mm. And I, that's with getting your blood moving. That's mm. with getting your digestion moving. That's with all that stuff. Like literally in the physical realm, but also emotionally. Mm. That's one of the great things about having a partner like Val and having the friends that I have. Sometimes it's just so beautiful. I'll say to Val, like, I'm just being mad. Mm. And then say what I'm mad about. Yes. Because to this guy, I haven't read his book, but like, if you let, what does a pond do? It turns green and all Dude, that stuff. It festers, and man. It festers it's and just, it starts smelling like shit. Yeah. Keep it running. Like, yes. That's why, you know, I'm with you. I, I try to forgive, meaning I have very specific thoughts about forgiveness. I don't try to forgive. I try to dissolve what I think is an affront in God's love, meaning mm. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I try to surrender mm. the uh, affront or whatever it is into God's love because I know, I know me. Get mm. the fuck out of here. Mm. Pete's not going to forgive shit. Pete's yeah. going to be like, maybe yeah. I'll forgive him, and then like later down the line, he'll owe me. Yeah, like that's, yeah. he's, he's always going to. Look, I, I'm yes. not proud of that. But yeah, that's the way the ego is. It's like, we what can I get out so of this? Much. We got scheme. so many. Schemes. We're all doing it. Yeah, yeah fucking yeah. sweet old yeah, grannies are schemes. doing it. Newborn oh, yeah. babies are doing it. They're they're figuring out ways to like yeah, get yeah, their yeah. needs met. Yeah. Meaning it's not evil no no but i do not go to my ego for forgiveness or mercy or love or understanding i'm like we got to get pete to the side yeah and then and that's that's my work is i go i was thinking about somebody that i was just like really hard on i was like what am i doing i'm like i can't intellectualize i actually think it's really cheap to intellectualize like maybe they're having a bad day fuck that shit just give it to the love that deep down I really am. Yeah. Meaning it's not even an abstract thing. I mean, it's that, it's what, as I always say, it's what's looking out our eyes right now. Mercy is looking out your eyes right now. It's in you. Mm. Find it and kick that shit into the fires of Mount Doom. Mm. That's the only chance you have. Yeah. Because if you go like, I forgive you, dad. Yeah. yeah. Everyone was doing their best. Like, fuck off. That's what (laughs) therapy is selling me. I need something stronger. (laughs) I do. I literally need someone to go like, no, the force that created the universe is somewhere in you. Yeah. Find it. Yeah. Drag that dead carcass to it and roll it in like the mob. Yeah. Roll it in and walk away. That's your only chance. 
and you won't even really be there to do it because Pete won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> if I mean, any of that made sense. No, it, I mean, to me, it sounds like <laughs> submitting to God. I yeah, mean, exactly. That, that is what that sounds like. It's funny, like. the further I go, the more I come back yeah, to like, it's <laughs> like going like, you got to trust God. And I'm it's like, like, fuck, you're, no, you're a no. step. You were a step away from saying in a way that I would have like totally agreed with yeah. Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. Like, like, yeah, like you were like a step so away funny. from saying that. Like that's essentially like it. it but I think what's, what is, and it's, and, and it, what's so <laughs> you clear. Christian. No, but, <laughs> I know that's like the punchline. <laughs> no, but what, what's, what's so clear about this all to me too, though, is like you even saying that step further away and then come back to it. There is what's missing in so much community building um, is that journey. You need to question. You need to all that, and then come back to it. You need okay. to like actually okay. live. I'm raising it. my hand, please. We're coming back. When we come back, we're going to talk about that journey and how important it is to walk away from it and return to it. Yes, it's what Richard Rohr calls "yes, no, yes." It's order, disorder, reorder. It's, the, it's one of my favorite topics. But I want to hear you talk about it for facts. Oh, I don't know anything about it. That's no, amazing. you do. I kind of know about it, but I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your specific yeah. journey when yeah. you're talking about like leaving the village, going on the journey, and coming back. Yeah. Couldn't be more interested. We just have, I, I don't even know if we have a mid-roll on this episode, but if we do, it's happening right now. <laughs> this episode, guys, is brought to us by our friends at Next Evo. Next Evo is made the best and most quickly absorbed CBD that I have ever had. And not only that, they blend it with things like adaptogens that help your body cope with stress. So you are attacking stress at two places, at two levels, and it has absolutely, absolutely become a must-have for me. This is one of those ones where I use my own promo code and order tons and tons of their stress gummies. The new year is a great time to try this if you've never tried it. It's an opportunity to achieve your full potential, but you can't do that if you're stressed. So get ahead of stress this year by experiencing the full potential of CBD with Next Evo Naturals. Nevo, uh, Next Evo Naturals is the most clinically studied CBD brand and their smart sorb technology can help get you a better start to the year with products like my favorite stress CBD complex. The whole thing, so many people tell me because they know I'm into CBD, they go, I don't feel it. I don't know how much to take. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> There's a lot of confusion. The smart sorb technology is that basically they figured out how to get it into you. It's over 30 times better absorption and that's in the first 30 minutes. So you can get your dose just right and you can know how you're going to feel very, very quickly. It, don't just use any CBD brand. Most CBD products on the market only have 2 to 10% absorption. So that's at least 90% actually wasted. Next Evo is different. It delivers four times better overall CBD absorption and has been proven in multiple clinical trials. And it's mashed, mashed up with, like a mashup, ashwagandha, which I'm obsessed with anyway. So this is a great way to get the adaptogen ashwagandha into clinically proven to reduce stress by up to 70% and improve concentration by 50%. So this isn't like a, a wind down thing. This is an eliminate stress, which is in the way of you either enjoying your day or getting your work done. I take it before I do stand up. I take it before I write. I take it before I do this podcast. So make CBD a part of reaching your full potential with Next Evo Naturals. Go to nextevo.com slash podcast and use promo code weird to get 20% off your first order of 40 bucks or more. That's 20% off $40 or more at nextevo.com slash podcast with code 
weird. We're also brought to us by a couple new Pete's Picks, which I'm very excited about. One of them is Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. When I first heard about this, I was like, what a brilliant idea. Over 80% of people have subscriptions that they have totally forgot about, and I'm totally guilty of this. Like that streaming service you bought just to watch one show on, or that free trial that you never even used. Well, how do we find them? For me, they were lost in the shuffle until I used Rocket Money. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you do not want and do not use. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press cancel. Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth where they're trying to talk you into staying with them. It's all done with Rocket Money. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money saving the average person up to $720 a year. $720 a year. It couldn't be easier. I personally had way more. I'm not even comfortable telling you how many subscriptions I had. It was way too many. And with a click of a button, Rocket Money canceled them all and saved me a ton of bread. So stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash weird. That's rocketmoney.com slash weird. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash weird. Last but not least, just in time for the most rainy season that California has seen in years, I am so happy to have discovered Vessi shoes. These shoes are a game changer. What are it? Not only do they look amazing, but what is the Vessi Cloudburst and why is it the best shoe to have for me personally as it's raining like crazy here in California or just anywhere in winter? Well, they have all the features of a rubber winter boot built into a sneaker. It's truly incredible. 100% waterproof, not water resistant, waterproof. That means waterproof and warm, yet lighter and more comfortable than boots. They just look like cool sneakers. Honestly, they're like fashion forward. I looked at them, I was like, the way that this, the Dymatex, Dymatex, the Dymatex uh, coating looks, I was like, that's just a cool pattern that like a hip designer would use, but they're completely waterproof, warm, they have a lugged rubber outsole that gives you extra grip in wet conditions, which I've been benefiting from as I've been having to go outside into the yard to prevent flooding. Added lining inside for an extra warmth in the cold, and they slip on and off. It's quick and easy to get outside. No more lacing up crazy boots. Made from Dymatex, like I said, a super soft knit material that keeps your feet warm in the cold but cool in the warmer months. It doesn't feel like it should be waterproof but it is, and they're super comfortable, and as I mentioned, they look super cool. So Vessi are my go-to shoes by my door. They keep me dry, they keep me warm, which is so important in California right now if you're following the news. Check them out in the link, vessi.com slash weird. That's V-E-S-S-I dot com slash weird for a pair of your Vessi shoes. And check them out, show your support of the show. Vessi.com slash weird. Support the show. Keep your feet dry. Look cool. Keep them warm. Keep them cool in the in the summer. They're incredible. Vessi.com slash weird. All right, everybody. Let's get back into Rami Youssef. Okay. And we're back. Um, just tell me what you meant. I really, I get so excited about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Me too. And I just don't want to talk too much because I'm so excited to be talking with you. And I think you're brilliant. 
and I'm excited. But what did you mean? Before we get to my Richard Roy, yes, no, yes. But like that, that going away from it, what did that mean to you? I grew up with an understanding of Islam that I grew up in was that our faith asks us to question everything, including the faith itself. And that is what helps strengthen your experience as someone who is living it and embodying it. I grew okay. up with that. I, I grew up with that I mean, like, being at the bedrock of question everything. Cool. Read. You have a yeah, go ask questions. Figure that out. What a great service, by the way. Yeah. To an understanding of the infinite mystery, the breath of the universe, the yeah. love that hung the stars, I believe is what Dante called it. But like this powerful thing, but we're so fragile with it. Yeah. But don't read don't read Richard Dawkins. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. It's, or it's all gonna go away. So you're telling me, well, one of the one of the most kind of the, there's um, a really prominent Imam Ghazali, really prominent in Islam, uh, and part of his story as just one of the greatest thinkers of our tradition is he kind of has this crisis and says, "Wait, I need to know all of the other faiths to realize, am I really in the right place? Am wow. I really doing the right thing?" And he, and he, That's and a he, Joseph and he, Campbell and thing, he, by the way. Yeah, and he and he takes that time and he it's does it, and faith. this is you know one of the most you know, revered, quoted, embodied figures in our tradition. Wow. And so this is like Billy Graham to mm. bring it back to the white folks, mm. but like hundred <laughs> percent JK, but to bring yeah. it to like yeah, Christianity, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Billy Graham goes, I'm going to read the Quran, but I'd call bullshit on that. More than that. Yeah. I'm going to like look at it. I'm yeah, going to yeah, see yeah, yeah. what's there. I'm going to read yeah. uh, the Bhagavad Gita or whatever yes. it might be. Yes. And that, so this is a big symbol of Islam does this. Yeah, yeah, just that questioning and that understanding. And it's like you have to know. And it's also, too, with Islam, the, the thing to keep in mind as well is that there's a belief that, you know, all of the books are books from, you know, prophets and messengers. And so it's like, it, you know, it's this, you know, way of looking at the world of saying, Oh, we're all it is all connected, you know. There is that lineage. That that's how, you know, and of course, you know, Islam's like, and we're the final best version, but you know, that's its right, own right, right, that's right, its own thing. Right. But but to me, like the the thing that I and and, and it's really there's so many schools it of it was the latest update though. It was like I'm not trying to be funny. No, no, no. Judaism, Christianity yeah. has a little bit of a well, we're we're, yeah. the, we're yeah. the update. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't always read all the terms and conditions. You yeah, 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 yeah. Now you're a Christian. Yeah. And then Islam comes and Muhammad said Jesus was a prophet. Yeah, and Moses. And Moses yeah, yeah, was a prophet. Well. That's why it's the big three. It's the monotheistic yes. big three. Yes. But yes, I could see they're intertwined. But in Islam, would they mind if you wanted to fuck with Hinduism or Buddhism? It sounds like in your branch. Read about way, it. Go yeah. through, I mean, like, look, I think that there is, you know, of course there's going to be this understanding of like, you should be Muslim, but <laughs> duh. Like, I mean, they're not, you know, they're not going to not say that. They're not going like, to not gonna not say they're not going to be Muslim. like, Hey, go try the other stuff. And maybe you end up there. Like, it's yeah. not that, It's not. but it is, it yeah. is kind of this idea of like, you know, it, it's almost like, um, it's like a really confident money back guarantee. You know, it's like, it's really like, you it's just like, down. it's like, we will, we'll, oh, Islam. We'll give you your money back. 100% money, 100 back, money guarantee. back guarantee. Go ahead, try all the other ones. You're going to come back. Or we'll give you your money back. You're going like to like the way you look. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. Islam. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really that like. Was originally, it is, yes. it is, it is, it is so confident yes. in like, you know, in that. And so, <laughs> you know, that's the tradition. That's what, but, Okay. I mean, I'm going to call it that's as good as it gets when yeah. it comes to a religion's 
perspective sure. on looking at other faiths. Yeah. Cause you know, you kind of have to be like, you'll, you'll be back. Of course. You'll be back. Of course. Otherwise, why would you be there? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. So when you, you're raised in it. Yeah. Um, and then what was the inciting incident for like, I'm going to look at other things or was it just throughout? You were always looking at other things. No, I definitely like had a fascination, especially in high school. You know, I remember I was like, it was high school and a little shortly after high school. One time I was working at the Apple store and and this guy was like, <laughs> who I worked with was like, uh, you know, you're only Muslim because you grew up in it. You know that, right? And then he just like walked away. Like it was like, it was like, it was like, it like hit me that to my core. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll never forget I him. I think I was... 32 when i figured that out then somebody was like it was pete rollins he's like what you your faith is when you were born yeah which is a real noodle baker what if you were born before muhammad yeah what yeah, if yeah. you were born before jesus yeah you would have or where you were born and to whom you were born yeah and there's nothing wrong with that you just kind of have to go like i'm with you Right, I would have worshipped Ra right. if I was born in Egypt. Right, let's concede the point. There's no yeah. reason to yep. go, but I did. I would be like, no, Jesus would have whispered to me on the wind, mm. no matter what. Like mm. I would have found mm. Jesus, mm. which is just kind of like another way of saying, no, my mom and dad will find me if I'm lost in the woods. Like, yeah, it, it's it's as close to you as your parents, like what it's, what you were raised with. Yeah, I, I was really raised too with like, you know, we respect the people of the book. And I think that that is, you know, it would be talking about Christians, we'd be talking about Jews, you know, like this is, you know, in our tradition, in our faith to say, we respect the people in the book and, you know, they're all on the path to God as well. Like this is there, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you could extend that, you know, to, to anyone who is like truly seeking that you know higher power love like For like sure. looking at the unseen in a certain way For obviously sure. there's all these and it's because even within the faith there is uh, massive debates that that have gone on throughout the course of the history which is hey what we're reading in the quran did this happen didactically or are these parables and are these just, you know, ideas that are supposed to be symbols for what we're supposed to be doing? And there are people on both sides right. and there are both legitimate positions to hold. Mm-hmm. You know, you can say, no, this is historically exactly what happened. And there's a bunch of people who are saying, yes, that's it. And you say, people, this is, these are, you know, symbols and these are things that are, you know, here to teach us and it is our job to personalize all of this so that it all fits into what we're doing so so there's all these different ways of thinking about it um so so i i am definitely you know someone who's like yeah whoever is just seeking like i'm attracted to seekers that's like what i'm into you know if i think about what you've made and like what what we do on our show it's like you know you're seeking like that's what's interesting that's mm-hmm. what's interesting about this conversation mm-hmm. so anyone who who's on that it's it's always really yeah that that's what we're i love that and i think what you were talking about earlier is how frustrating it can be when the seeking is turned off so right. there are people who are part of the religion and like it, it's like it ends there it's almost like we're just gonna hone in on these stories and these details without curiosity without seeking right. we're just taking it and right. downloading it and that's it and then right. it's like a very robotic existence right right it's not a river anymore it's a pond it's a pond yeah and so that that thing you know and i'm curious you know to to to, to what you're about to tell me because i i feel like i'm 
going to be really excited by it. It's like, it's just like that, that circle we're talking about. It's like that, that to me is that never turning off that seeking, never turning off that curiosity. That, yes. that was something that was very important for me. And, and so when that guy had said that to me, like, oh, you're only this because you were born in it or whatever. Uh, it, it was it, Steve it, Jobs. It, it was Stephen Jobs. Uh, he walked in and, and as he, he often did, as he often did, checking you know? in every Apple store. And you know how it is, you know, when you're dealing with people that, I mean, you, yes. you know, Jim, it's another Cameron. Jim Cameron. Yeah. This is like, <laughs> legends in their fields walking up to you and you're just trying your best and of all the uh, things he could say you know to the one muslim employee <laughs> not so you're only muslim because you were born in it but but it, it 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 was also yeah i remember it i was already there but it was like in, incredible like fuel that fueled even more reading for me and more experiences for me and made me realize it's a gift it's a gift well that's what always happens is the the hero resists the call and the hero yeah journey. like you you get it and one of my favorite ones is is there's a there's a wolf and he gets separated from his pack mm. and he's raised by sheep so some sheep find this little baby wolf yeah yeah and the uh, wolf gets raised by the sheep and eventually uh, they give him some uh, wool to wear. <laughs> he looks like a little sheep, but it's a wolf. And he lives with them into adulthood and he's eating grass and all this stuff. And then one day a wolf sees the wolf living with the sheep and he goes up to him. And he grabs him and he goes, you're a wolf. Mm. And of course he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm a sheep. And then he gets meat and he force feeds it to the the wolf sheep that had mm. only been eating grass and he chokes on it. And I think that's super important mm. is the call to awaken to your true identity. Mm. I would, I would say this is way beyond culture. This is, this is a metaphor for what God is doing to us saying like, wake up, you're not this, you're something else. Mm. And we choke on it. Mm. And that's a super important part of the story. You don't just eat the meat and go like, yeah. I guess I'm a wolf. Yeah. Yeah. You hate it. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like death. Yeah. In fact, from what I've experienced and from what I've studied, that's how you know it's happening is you go, this is the dark night of the soul. Mm. You go like, this is absolute death. I'll never come back from this. You're very close to realizing you're a wolf. And then you'll go back and be in your wolf pack. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, And you go kill all those sheep. And you, of course, you go and kill your <laughs> fake mom and your fake dad and your fake brother and your old girlfriend. Everything Star it's Wars. It's weird that we were having sex, by the way. <laughs> um, but what I'm saying is when people would say that to me, like you're only Christian because you were raised that way, or uh, the Bible contradicts itself, or whatever. There's a pick, take, take your pick. There's a million yeah. things you could say to yeah. dismiss it all. You really think a talking snake, talk to a naked woman, all that sort of stuff. Uh, you hate it. Yeah. And then it ends up being the journey that you have to go on. Mine was my divorce. That, that's crashing is a hero's journey, and my life is a hero's journey. That doesn't mean I'm special. Everybody's typically on something resembling a hero's journey. Mm -hmm. And my getting kicked out of the village was my wife having an affair and leaving me then it ends up being the most essential thing. But I lose my faith. And what I was going to say was the yes, no, yes, is you say yes when you're a child. Mm. Then you say no at a certain point, usually in some point of like discomfort mm. or doubt or for a lot of people it's college. Like that's a cliche. Like you take yeah. some philosophy course and you're yeah. like, this is actually dumb. And you go back yeah. back and tell your parents like, it's actually not the way that it is. And, and that's great. Really, that's a mitzvah. That's like a joyful thing because that no, then that goes back to the yes. Often it doesn't. Our yeah. culture doesn't really celebrate that. But if it goes back into the yes, the second yes is the meaningful yes. Yeah. The first yes was just because a, a bunch of animals told you what you were. The second yes is you're like, oh, I just realized mm. I'm choosing this. Mm. And it's, it's hard to 
you know, as a father, I have to remember that too. I Leela can believe whatever she wants, but it's really beautiful when to remember when they go through that, like, yeah. no, yeah. it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Super important to be like, you got to choose it yourself. Yeah. At a certain point. Yeah. Did you ever lose your faith? Was there ever like a, I'm not Muslim? Uh, no, never like anything like that. I think it'd just be being disconnected. Yeah. Or being kind of like drifting, drifting, being, you know, forgetful, being in kind of a state where it wasn't, um, in the forefront of my thought. Yeah. And how old are you now? I'm 31. Okay. Yeah. You're still a young man. It's it's kind of not to dismiss the young, but I find it, it, it's really hard to, let's put it this way. Yeah. I find it gets easier as you get older. There's a certain, uh, brokenness. Yeah. You start to see just a little bit of like slowing down and decaying. That's really helpful. Yes. <laughs> to, to humble you and to, and to lock you into some of yes. that focus. So there's like, certain things, everything being possible is very overwhelming. Yeah. And so at a certain point you're just like, all right, like, like, I, like, you know, I'm, you see it happen at different stages in your life, but like, I'm very thankful that there weren't, you know, maybe there were limitations in my life. I never viewed them unless they really hit me over the head. Yeah. So it's like, I wanted to play in the NBA and then like, I kept <laughs> believing I'd get that growth spurt. And then at a certain point I had to roll it out and then I'm like, okay, fine. But then at a certain point I was just like, so full of optimism that I was like, well, I could do anything other than play in the NBA, you know? And that's still like a really fucking overwhelming place to be yeah, in. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And You're then right. the, we're, we're back older to the limitations, you, you know, the, the, the older, four day shoot. older you get, you kind of are like, all right, like this is, what it really you know there's like more reality and yeah. and actually i'm 32 next month so i'm gonna say i'm 32 because the reason i say that is because i infinitely feel 30 and 31 have been easier than my 20s yeah like in terms of just like calming the fuck down like yeah. and, and being a little more real about like all right, this is actually what my life looks like yeah. like, this is, like let me just chill. can i just say i'm, I'm 43 <laughs> It it only that it's yeah. It's so I'm like more I'm, and more of that. It's it's. I hope. That's, and then before you know, it, you look back on your twenties and you're like, what was? What that? was, it was that? so loud? What was and that? There's so much late night eating. Like, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Like it. It really. And that's the struggle. It's one of the reasons I'm glad I did this podcast when I was you know ten years younger. Yeah. I, I don't want to forget when Leela's in her twenties. Yeah. There was a time when that was like yeah a good time to yeah. go to fucking Lollapalooza or whatever. It was. Yes. Yes. Let me ask you this. Some of the questions that I had watching the show, um, just as conversations, not as like a yeah. speed round. Yeah, yeah. It's not a speed round. Does God care if uh, your toes are clean? You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. a question your character asks. Yeah. And I, I, I wrestle with stuff like that too. But like, what, what are your feelings? Um, it's like kidding. a. I'm just it's, kidding. It's like She's a, just telling me the time. <laughs> I know. It's like, <laughs> what? Uh, it's a question. It's so funny because we've been making the show. Oh, you I get this a lot. Well, well, no, it's more like like I, I I wrote that scene when we shot the pilot in 2017. It's like six years ago, right? Yeah. That I wrote that, and uh, and every year in my personal life, that question means something to me in a different way. Oh wow! And um, it's like I think what I've kind of come so so for anyone who hasn't seen it, the scene is basically. Um, you know, we have a ritual washing we do before we pray. And 
uh, my character in the pilot is doing it and part of it is washing your feet and a guy at the mosque sees him doing it and says, when you washed your feet, you didn't go between your toes and that means you're going to hell because if the water doesn't go between your toes, the devil goes between your toes. Mm -hmm. So this question of, is that really how it is? I pray and I hope that it's not, <laughs> you know, so that's like, and this is a real God only knows, but I, I think there's enough evidence to say that there's a lot of mercy that that's not like the framing, but the importance of what does it really mean to go between your toes? Because I think when I first started making the show, um, I wasn't making fun of going between your toes, but I more was standing from a place of like, yo, why is the faith that I know, because I've, I've felt really connected through prayer. I have. Like when I bend down on the ground, it is like this like physical submission into the nothingness. And there's even a part of it that feels silly, like that I'm just like bending, facing east. And then that also helps me drop any thought of I'm cool or any thought of whatever. Like it's I humbling, literally, yeah. I, it's feel literally I feel humbled. I feel humbled prostrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always felt really connected to that. And then I always felt like there was this attitude around gatekeeping, getting to do that. Because there's so many people saying, this doesn't make you a real Muslim if you do this. This doesn't make you a real. So, so I wrote that scene from a perspective of how can someone say, if you don't go through the toes, you don't get access to the mm -hmm. feeling mm -hmm. of transcending. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But then the years go by and I realize as I do actually in my real life try to create different relationships with that act of prostrating and I wash up before I pray, when I wash my feet and I wash between my toes, I am inherently more present. Right. And the connection is way deeper because I'm slowed down. Right. So it's like, if I'm like, oh, I gotta pray, and I'm just like washing, you know, wash my face real quick, splash water on my feet, run in to pray. Yes. That's one way to pray. But then, wait, no, let me stop. You know, I'm putting some water, like I'm running my fingers through my toes. I'm really thinking about, because so much of the, um, the romance or the spiritual kind of, you know, guide around washing up before you pray is like, you're washing everything you did off of you and you get a new opportunity to restart. And you get that five times a day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. like, yeah. And and really like you know, and 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 I lived in LA for ten years, and there was I remember you know getting involved in a lot of like, I, I went to the um, David Lynch's you know meditation. Um, I went to um, you know a couple of like mushroomy ayahuasca type places. I only ever did the tried the shrooms, and and that was later actually. It took me a really long time to actually try. I never did the ayahuasca. But um, pre presence is emphasized so much. And I remember being in one of those circles where someone was like, yeah, I do five to seven daily meditations, you know? And I think you look at like, um, you download the Calm app on your phone. It's inviting you to do it multiple times a day. The Breathwork app is saying, hey, it's time for a breath right. multiple times a day. Right. So we know we need this reset. We know we need this right. presence. And so that between the toes became to me less about, you know, does God care? It's more like, I care about being present to that connection. That's why, you know, it's like, it's like, what can I do to, to prepare for that connection that I care so much about? Right. It's a, to me, it would be about like what I hear you saying. I think, let me just put it my way. It's like God's love is there 
and there are things we can do that removes the static from the radio. It didn't yes. actually change God's yes. love, but like you're saying, like a certain posture, yes, a certain breath, yes, a certain food. Like when you do ayahuasca, I haven't done ayahuasca either, but if I did, I would do the ayahuasca diet because they're like, you shouldn't have like yeah, yeah. steak in your stomach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to go visit a python. Yes, in your mind. How are you arriving? Full of steak. Yes. You don't want to go to. And I actually had a bad mushroom trip. I don't eat meat, but that day for some reason I ate in and out burger. I think it was to impress a girl, and or or fit in with yeah, a girl. Yeah. And then I took mushrooms, and I was like, "Oh no!" The wow. joke I made was, I was like, "The drug I psilocybin was the medicine I took that day. Yeah. The drug I took was in and out, bro. Yeah, because like, it yeah, just yeah, felt yeah. so wrong. Yes, yes, to have the blood of a thousand cows in my stomach. I mean, that's yeah. like it's a joke. Yeah, it's not one cow, guys. That's no, a no, thousand no, cows. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, sorry that was a little uh, meat tangent, but. <laughs> I hear you. It's it's like C.S. Lewis saying, uh, prayer doesn't change God, prayer changes us. Mm. To that, I would add, and this might be too new agey to you, when you're appreciating slowing down, and mm. I would say waiting for God like a burglar, that's what yes. washing deliberately is, or that's what's dropping in, or that's yes. what praying is, like getting really right on the edge of the knife. You, who are you mm. deep down? I would say the animating principle of you is part of god mm. like a i say this a million times on the show but it's like yeah you're made of water god's the ocean but like there's water in you mm. so god is slowing down and enjoying it as you yes <laughs> like that's part of it too mm. meaning instead of thinking of another thing over there god that this also helps with this that's watching me suffer mm. i like to say god is suffering with me mm. like to, like, I am suffering, and God is in my suffering, instead mm. of watching, going like, wish I could help you, or whatever yeah, it is, yeah, involved yeah. in all things. So when I slow down, I can get into that clean relationship. I love that. And I, I love that that static, too. Yeah, removing that static. Yeah, just clearing it up. It's yeah. not that you were bad. Yeah, yeah. It could be there. to wash. Yeah. I, I mean, you can believe that if you want. To me, it's like... It's the same thing as like dimming the lights or or lighting a candle or, or whatever. Or it is. like like you could theoretically, depending you, on how much there is, you could drive with jizz on the windshield. <laughs> but it would be better to not. <laughs> I've never full Statue of Liberty. <laughs> just just as many would, just as someone would say, you know. What I mean? It's like until this moment, yeah. I wasn't sure I hadn't offended you. <laughs> Not offended you, but just kind of like, what a weird thing to say. No, uh, it, it's very relevant. I in L.A., dude, so many dicks. Um, I love that. Yeah, it, it, there's something a date. Um, making love. I know that I'm not trying to mix it, but I'm just like the times that Val and I have had like a spiritual connection sexually. It's like a very, this is all we're doing. Yes. Human, what I'm saying, a meal just yeah. to take sex. Cause people yeah, yeah, yeah. back to your, yeah. you Christian, people yeah. get weird about sex, yeah. food. We can yeah. all agree on food. The meals where you're like, or tea ceremony. Yeah. Like if you really make a cup of tea, if you really do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like a benevolent alien, that's the whole thing. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. we're trying. That's what we're doing yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, it's like yeah. just this conversation. Yeah. Of course, just washing your feet is going to put you in a place yeah. to pray. And I do think it's funny. You know, it reminds me of that the Calm app or all these things are trying to make us uh, do things that are ancient. Yes. 
and yet still seems so wacky. wacky. I was going to say wackadoo like the Australians. Yeah, yeah. But like in the same way, how many of us are learning that like having a day without your phone is really great? That Shabbat, dude. You yes. know what I mean? Like there's a reason why these things are yes. happening and they actually become more relevant. Absolutely. <laughs> no, we, we, we bounce back and forth. The humans do this. It's just like this is, you know, That's we're, right. it, it's, it's. Yeah, we're we're so incredibly reactionary, you know. And but I think that's kind of what we were saying earlier. It's like the arrogant part is thinking like, oh, it's just stupid that all this tradition's been passed down, you know. And I think part of the DNA, even when I wanted to make the show, was like I was really interested in that negotiation of, okay, I'm looking at this tradition that I come from. What do I want to keep and what do I want to let go of, you yeah, know? And kind yeah. of watching this character, kind of like in this, mm. these people deal with that. Very similar, you to know. It's like, yeah, there. right. I was like, what yeah. stays? <laughs> yeah, what stays? Yeah. yeah, and and part of that is really just the more you go through it too, you realize it's like, oh, what was never even supposed to be here to begin with? Yeah, you know, because a lot of the junk is culture. Yeah, yeah, an identity. Yeah, and an ego trip. Yeah, and I'll, yeah, I, I hear you. Tell me about your mushroom experience. Just because I couldn't be more interested, you know, uh, no mushrooms. <laughs> I no, because I was going to say you can say no. <laughs> Obviously, it's so not that interesting. But uh, I'll be the judge of that. I'm no, no, it was like it was so not that interesting, but very illuminate. It was what I needed. I had been really holding off on doing anything. I've never I'm done show anything. You said, yeah, yeah. Like, I might do done... mushrooms at some point. At some point, like, yeah. Ah. And when I wrote that, I hadn't. And yeah. and I, I did I think I did shrooms for the first time after we maybe even after we did two seasons I did it for the first time so I'm new to it I did it like two years ago for the first time now hmm. and um, I've been holding off and I did them with my girlfriend at the time who's not my wife we got married oh nice and uh, yeah yeah That's thank great. you and um, it was like we we did it cool because we got this like treehouse in Topanga Canyon. And it was huge. It was like this massive deck, you know, a big deck overlooking. Like you felt like you're just in yes. a forest. What a great, couldn't, oh no Oh my notes. God. No notes. And we went early and yes. I hadn't eaten anything the night before. And like like you're saying, like no we were notes. just prepared. Yes. Yeah, and you got to wash your feet before that. Yeah. Like I'm not yeah. trying to be funny. No, like, I prayed before attitude. I did shrooms. I literally yeah. was just like, yo, I want to like... Yeah. I want this to be effective in some way, you right, know, and right. like, you know, uh, and I think the main thing that happened to me was first off, like I felt my body totally different for the first time. Like I was like, aware. I was like, of I was like I'm taller than I think I am. You know, I could feel my back, you know, and, and I felt this, like, I was like, Oh, I'm always scrunching my forehead. And, and I like, I was on streams and I was like, I don't have to do that. Like I could feel loose in my forehead, you know, like my eyes could be more open. So a lot of it was really physical. And then I think a lot of it was, I just felt this massive zoom out on my life. And, and, and I had just finished delivering and releasing the season and you know what that's like. Yeah. Those periods are really, really stressful. That's why I'm so glad I get to watch Rami. Cause like, <laughs> I've never seen crashing. I've just watched cuts. <laughs> I just get to watch that. It's so fun. I wish you could experience that. No, it's but you'll like, never see it. Every shot is a memory. So strange. Like I remember that day and it, all that work. Yeah, I and understand. I was coming out of that, but also just like I also was someone who, for many years, I didn't put anything online. I didn't put any stand up online. I was very private in terms of just like 
I made some sketches when I was in high school. And then after that, it was like, okay, I'm just going to work on everything alone, like in a room. Like I don't want to, I'll go to a comedy club. I'm not, I didn't, you know what I mean? Like you're in the stand-up game. You see how everyone does. Even now it's way more than even before. But like I out of nowhere basically felt like I got jolted from uh, a private life where I got to like do things in front of people to suddenly like a more public experience that could be kind of dissected and viewed. And I think I was coming off of the intensity of how that felt for me. Um, and this is something I feel all the time too with artists where it's so interesting. Like the, the, uh, and I think many people in the way that I think everyone is good, I think everyone could be an artist, but like there are like fewer things in the way of the people who become artists or they just have a will where they really can like express and say certain things. Mm. Um, and I felt like, we have to be so sensitive in order to point out certain things and turn them into something that we offer. And then you're so raw and so sensitive that any feedback that comes in about it is also incredibly hurtful or yeah. sensitive. Yeah, that's right. Even if it's positive, it's overwhelming. The sensitivity that enabled you to make art is the same sensitivity it makes that makes it, it so really hard to release, to release it. art. Yeah. So hard to release right. it. It's, it's really because you don't have as many walls, you yeah, know, that's right. To protect you, right. too. And so I was feeling stressed and unprotected at the time when I took it. I just had an image of a lobster who takes off his shell or her shell to make art with the shell. <laughs> yeah. And then all the other lobsters come and watch it. And there's this like naked lobster wow. at the at the premiere wow. being like, I hope there's no pebbles floating wow. around this water. <laughs> yeah, right. See, you had that image and you're not even on shrooms, right? And that and that No one said I'm not. No, on no. <laughs> that's and that was that's actually like to zoom to, to, to fast forward to like a after shrooms, big takeaway I had was I can tap into that state of mind when right. I'm not on it. It taught me how to get to this place. Yeah, it made the path in the snow. So, All your footsteps. Yeah, so much clearer for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, when I was in it, I, I felt this thing I hadn't felt ever where um i i just had this zoom out and and i was worried about taking any sort of drug about of it being losing control and going into something dark and what i felt on it was it is so amazing that i don't have control in this moment um even though i didn't feel out of control but i just felt like i was genuinely flowing with what was happening in a way which is I'm still present because I think there's this thing when you think if I don't have control, that means I'm not present. But it's like, no, no, you can be present without control. And that really taught me that. And then I also was in this place where I was like, wow, I really, um, everything's okay. I don't have to be, I don't have to be so worried. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw, I just saw everything. Like I just had a really warm feeling the whole time. It couldn't have been more positive for me. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. I know exactly what you mean that, it's all happening. There's like a, do you make the sunrise? Do you make it go down? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, don't you see all this, this thing that you're a part of mm. that can be revealed to you mm. when you really think it's all about you and it can, like you keep saying, zoomed out and you're like, no, I'm part of a whole thing. Mm. You could just call it life. You could call it God. You could call it Leela, whatever you want to say, but it's happening Yeah, and you're a part of it. So I can't believe how self-centered we are. I, I, not not even in a bad way. Like we're so self-centered, we don't even know we're self-centered. Yeah. That when you get a moment where you're simultaneously more in your body, but also more expansive, mm. you're just like, wow! I thought I was carrying the whole thing. Mm. It's like, no, the sun's gonna go up and down, mm. even if you don't think about it once. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that great? It's amazing. <laughs> yes. It's what an amazing system. I know. And you're being supported by this couch. <laughs> 
I, I'm sorry, I have to plug the couch. Craig yeah. Merrill. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, man, the couch keeps this podcast going. This couch, this couch. and me undies. I don't know what I don't know what the sponsorships are, but um, okay. So I, I, I'm we're almost out of time because I do have yeah. What is it? Two ten. Okay, this is great. Um, can you tell me a religious experience you had? You kind of alluded to that. Mm. It, it's probably very difficult to put into words, but mm. is there anything that comes to mind? And then I just have one last question, then we'll get out of here. Um, you know, I, I just, I had this experience going to Mecca that was... You went to Mecca? I went to Mecca, yeah. I went wow. and did... Um, there's like two pilgrimages you can do. There's one that's like the Hajj, which is like the big one. Uh, and there's kind of a smaller pilgrimage called Almra, which you can just do at any time, really. Anytime you can get to Mecca, you can go and do it. Mm. And um, and I was there, and I just, it, it was this time where it was so simple, so simply small. There was literally like a petty argument happening between someone and someone else in my family. And I heard that my aunt like my great aunt actually, but like everyone has kids so young that she just feels like my aunt, but it's like my mom's aunt, but really my aunt um, was there. And I called someone in the family and I was like, hey, can you give me her number? I don't have what number her SIM card is in Saudi. I have her Egypt number, but she's got a Saudi number. So I need that number so I can call her because I want to see her. Like we're both in Mecca at the same time. Yeah. And the person I was talking to in my family was just kind of like, ah, because you could tell there was like, they were upset with her or with someone or whatever. And they just like, were like, uh, don't worry about it. You just focus on you being there. You don't have to see her and like hangs up on me. And I'm like, why can't I just get this phone number? Why does everything have to be so complicated? Why are we so dramatic? And we... We're there for, I was on this trip. I was there for like three, four days and my luggage never showed up. Mm. Like it just, so I was wearing the same outfit that I like flew there with. Mm. And I was about to go to Medina, which is colder. And so I had to buy pants. And so I'd had this interaction where I was trying to get her number. I couldn't get it. A day or two goes by. And then I'm sitting in my hotel room and I'm like, I'm going to Medina tomorrow. I need to get pants. And I'm like possessed. I'm like, I have to go get these pants. And I leave the hotel room. I don't even bring my phone. And I just go over to the, there's this mall. And I go over there and I'm like, I need pants. I ask someone and they go, go to the store. I go to the store and I'm looking in this floor. And I'm like, where are the pants? And then they go, go up this escalator. I go up the escalator and I'm still looking around. I don't, and I just go, I'm like trying to find someone who works there. And I go and I, and I go, excuse me, do you know where the pants are? And this woman turns around and it's my aunt. <laughs> And if I tell you how many people yeah. are yeah. in Mecca, <laughs> you ever see the pictures of just people? Yeah, 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 yeah. This isn't one Woodstock '97. It's it's ten this times. This is that. yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. She's right there. Wow, and, and she's holding pants. <laughs> She goes, it's funky cold Medina. You're going to want to wear these. And this is a story about the best pair of pants I ever got in my life. So these pants are, the material is, yes. I would say, me undies-like. Yeah, 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 Ugg, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pant- uh, Uggs for thighs. Oh, wait, perfect jean. Perfect jean. They're, it, they're the sponsor. perfect jean. Yeah, the perfect jean. But it wasn't. Yeah. I wish it was. Uh, so, so, so it was like, it was this, um, and I'm telling you, there was this, just this petty stuff going on in the family. And we take this photo together, and then, and then I send it to one of my cousins. And my cousin puts the whole family on the same, like this one thread on yeah. WhatsApp yeah, yeah, yeah. that lives on till today 
where everyone talks on this thread, just honestly in a way that we didn't before. So it's not like it was just like it, like it literally was like we're all communicating in a yes. different, closer way. Yes. None of that stuff got in the way. It was just this really small thing, but I just remember. And look, there's so many moments in my life where I just felt possessed to go somewhere to do something. Yeah. And it was life changing and amazing and it was exactly where i was supposed to be and there's so much of life that that just again like feels out of our control and just feels destined and you know you know this it's like look at how successful you've been and you look back at it and you're like it'd be crazy to sit and be like i chose all of it and it's all because of me you're kind of like this whole this is what a fucking miracle right no it's absolutely true the way because i have a 30 second story i walked i was supposed to meet this agent I was on Best Week Ever at the time. I've told the story a million times, but I love it. I was on Best Week Ever at the time, a show on VH1 in New York. And I met, I had a general meeting with this guy named Avi Gilbert. And he was like, you got to meet Mike Berkowitz, who's my agent now, but he wasn't at the time. My first manager, Avi Gilbert. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Gotta be with Avi. If you're in New York. Um, and he goes, come meet Mike Berkowitz. We start getting into that. I'm, we're going to have to cut out a lot of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just rewind so no. you can cut this part out. <laughs> I walk into Mike Berkowitz's office and he's on the phone and he's like, and he goes, I don't know any comedians that are on Best Week Ever. And he hangs up the phone. And because I walked in the office at that moment, I worked for two years. Wow. And like, what? Wow. That that one that's wow. my great aunt in America yeah. story. It was yeah. really really crazy. Uh, changed my life. Yeah, it made me it just, a it, just, it made yeah. me a professional comedian. Yes, yes, yes. I went yes. from yeah no job to I had a job. No, that's what you're, you're supposed to be doing. That nuts. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Listen, look for the clues. Um, <clears throat> look for the clues. I say thank you, podcast host. This has been awesome. We've I had like hate- so, we've had like so much nuanced conversation. Please don't end it on look for the clues. <laughs> So much happened. Look for the clues. That was really like, I got excited multiple times. Don't edit it out. Leave jizz on the windshield. Edit out, look for the clues. You fucking edit out, look for the clues. (laughs) And it was also like I didn't look at you. Look for the clues. Because I knew it was bad. Oh, yeah. You threw this all away. Like just in a, you couldn't. Now I want t-shirts that say (laughs) look for the clues. That's the only way to redeem this. We'll go on a tour called the Look for the Clues tour. Peter, you couldn't <laughs> control yourself. God. That's a Peter moment. That's a Peter. That's a Peter. That's Peter. Not, Pete didn't do that. No. That Peter. Peter. That's Peter. Uh, the final thing we asked, I hate. I could talk to you all day, and that's a, a high compliment. I love this chat. I got very little sleep, and I've, I've loved every moment. <laughs> I'm trying to give you the best compliment I can. Um, can you think of the time in your life you laughed the hardest? You've never laughed harder or anytime you've laughed really, really hard. Because it's kind of an on-the-spot question, mm. here are the prompts. Mm. Doesn't have to be a good story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. You could have been a kid. Don't forget you might have been a child. Yeah. A lot of times it's somebody fell down. Mm. A lot of times it's somebody farted. Mm. Sometimes it's on drugs. Sometimes <laughs> it's just a movie or something. But like, yeah. maybe it was your siblings. Maybe it was, I don't know, a tickle fight. <laughs> There's something. Look recently, for the clues, man. Something recently happened. Okay, I. What was it? There's something. I'm, there's two things I have in my mind. There's one recently that I'm trying to find. That I was laughing so hard I was crying. <laughs> All right, I'll say the one I remember. One, like honestly, my childhood was filled with my uncles 
like making me laugh until I cried, but it was just from their like stone cold conviction about like whatever it is they're talking about. Like my uncle, my one. Is like, there anything like, funnier? No, just digging your heels in. It's why I like. It's why like when we make the show and it's like with Muslims, like Muslims are just convicted. That's why it's so funny. Like like you know religious people just Fiercely have conviction. They're just like this yes. is what it is, and they, and and it's so. It's so funny to be so serious about Me something. Me and my friend Kurt, I've been friends with him for um, 20 years. Yeah. We still go, it's in the scriptures. Yeah. It's in the scriptures. Because yeah. we yeah. walked by a guy yelling that at my, yeah. at my college. It was crazy. It, it just so like, you know, and I remember like my uncle was telling this story <laughs> once. He's so convicted and so convinced that Condoleezza Rice and Bill Clinton are fuck. the same person. No, no. <laughs> well, he probably could convince you of that, but that they just that they fuck. Like that's all it was. He just was like, and and it was like an hour, an hour of just like the proof. <laughs> and this is why. And like, and he and, had and, his argument. Oh, it was so ready to go. Thought out, and it was just, and it was just like, why are we talking about this? Oh why do you care God. so much about it? And it was just, it was always stuff like that. Like it was just, it was just a conspiracy <laughs> theory that by the end you'd walk out and you'd be like, why do you even want to be right about this? Like what matters? <laughs> like even if this is true, why did we waste so much time yes, talking about yes. it? Like, you know? Which is really what makes my uncle the original podcaster. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like <laughs> why are why? we talking about okay, this? Even if this is true. <laughs> At least throw to a me undies ad, yeah, uh, uncle, at least and do get something. something out of at least this. Do something. Plug some tour dates. Do something. Why are we talking about this? Oh my god! It, 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 so Uncles this is, are podcasts without ads. Uncle, or endings. Yeah, yeah, or endings or a record. You just walk away with the feeling of like, I am I smarter for those three hours? Like you know, it's just like that's being with an uncle. You know, you Christian. <laughs> you Christian. <laughs> Rami, this was excellent. So I think fun. we've had a guest say "Keep it crispy" in. Uh, do you speak Arabic? Yeah, I think Azhar Usman might have said it in Arabic. Oh, I don't even know if I know how to say "crispy" in Arabic. I, that, I think he had the same problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably wouldn't know how to, how to translate it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We can just go straight. Or just use Azhar's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back. I don't think anybody grab will mind. it and just like suddenly like a very abrupt cut. Yeah, him it. People confuse us all this. Do you know Azar? Dude. I bet Mo and Azar are sort of similar dudes. Just like those big barrel. Yeah, yeah. So Azar's um a, a producer on, on Rami. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, Azar's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I love Yeah, Azhar. yeah, yeah. I love Azar. You could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. That's like the most <laughs> persuasive. Like I know how he's not. I know that's that's the that might have been I, my I'm introduction to this podcast. I just mean like selling us. No, all no, no. I know flying cars or something. Like no, that. I know. But I the first you made it weird. I listened to was the one you did with him. Oh no! Shit. And I remember it was like. Do you remember it was like four hours? God it's like give it, me the faith of of old women. Yeah, uh, that I I still think about that. God give me the faith and, of and old just, ladies. Just, yeah, and Azar will say something like that, and I'll just go. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, it was just like punctuated with like, yeah. Dude's like Paul Bunyan or something. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a mythic, no, undeniable. He's a yeah, yeah, undeniable. Yeah, he's like a legend. Undeniable. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Okay, so let's put Arabic aside, although I do think it's so cool. Uh, <laughs> anytime I have a bilingual friend. But just say, would you hit us with a keep it crispy? And thank you so much for this. Dude, thank you. Keep it crispy.
That's how I feel. You keep it crispy. <laughs> Thank you, Robbie. Thank you, man. <laughs>